The following is another Classic Kids Sports presentation. Classic Kids 98.9 Sports presents high school football. Inside handoff to the right wing, Sonder up. He is going to get one yard into Shelton territory. The ball's loose. The ball's loose. Shelton says they have it. Yes, it is. Shelton ball. Shelton covers the fumble. Shelton's up 24-22. Tonight, it's an Area 8-man battle for Maxtell as the Wildcats welcome in the Shelton Bulldogs. High school football on KKBR is brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. Pitch to Gomez left. Again, tries to cut it back on the numbers. Breaks one tackle, breaks two, and now here he goes. 30, 40. He stayed in bounds. He'll walk the last 40 untouched. Braden Gomez, 58 yards, his third touchdown of the first half. Playing in a district with three of the top ten teams, tonight's game is crucial for both teams as they begin the second half of their season. It's the Bulldogs and Wildcats coming next, but for Senior Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Axel with KKPR Sports Randy Bushcutter and Ryan Dahlgren right after this word with New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terrier Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit newtech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Axtell as the Wildcats playing host to Shelton. So we'll have a battle of the cats and the dogs coming up here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM. Axtell, as you heard, 1-4 and four on the season, Shelton 2-2 two and two on the year. And it is safe to say both these two teams have been well-tested because their roster, their uh, schedule up to this point has been rather daunting. In the last two weeks, Axtell has taken on two undefeated teams in Brooding Davenport, Shickley, and at Blue Hill. And the week before that, they played Pleasanton, which is a familiar opponent here for Shelton, who, as we mentioned, comes in 2-2, two and two, as both these two teams have fallen to uh, Pleasanton throughout the course of the year. Randy Bushcutter, Ryan Dahlgren here with you. And Ryan, as I said, both these two teams have been well-tested. Very tough schedule for them to get started, but... Both of them, this is a game where both of them feel they're going to be very competitive tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Both teams are familiar with each other, although uh, the game last year actually uh, was canceled due to um, food poisoning here. So both teams are really going to want to go out and get this game early uh, as, you know, both teams are going to want to prove that they, you know, they could have won last year. and They're going to want to show it this year by dominating the game. And again, they're not conference opponents, but they play each other. They wrestle each other. They have a little basketball against each other. They, they know each other well enough that it is kind of competitive. When you missed that last year, you know they've kind of been talking back and forth for the last uh, 12 months in a strange situation uh, a year ago with food poisoning here at Axtell, uh, forcing the uh, cancellation of that game. Uh, also a bit of a strange element, something we're kind of getting used to, and that is the bye weeks that are in eight-man football now and kind of a strange go of it for the bye week here for Shelton because – they started the game on Friday night a couple of weeks ago and then had to finish it on, on Monday. And so they've actually had a couple of weeks to get ready for this uh, game against Axtell. And, and both these two teams, if you want to prepare for them, you prepare for the ground game because uh, I think over under total number of passes between the two teams may very well be under the number of about eight because the ball's not going to go in the air a lot. Both these two teams want to pound the rock. Yeah, both teams like to t- keep it on the ground. We'll see somewhat of a dual quarterback set. Um, from Axtell, they got two guys that can both pass the ball, but like you said, 
They like to run the ball a lot more. Um, a good speedy back in Braden Gomez. Uh, Jarrett Bertrand has run very well uh, for Axtell as well. And then Sterling Wright, a great running back for Shelton, will be featured here tonight, as well as Marcus Lauber, uh, another speedy, elusive quarterback. Well, and we're going to hear from both coaches here in a few moments, and both of them will talk about their opponents' running backs and, and how good they are in space and certainly you have to point out Axtell's running back Braden Gomez is the defending state champion in the 100 meters so you get him out in space chances are you better have a pretty good angle at him because uh, you're going to be facing a lot of speed if you're trying to track down number eight yeah Gomez uh, last we were here a couple of weeks ago the Pleasanton Axtell game and Gomez really a couple of times looked like he was caught up in the backfield but you give him just an inch of room and he'll take that and take it to the house because like we've said He's an elusive, speedy back, and you'll need an angle to stop him. On the flip side of things, Shelton, though, uh, Sterling Wright, a sophomore, a very young team, Shelton is, um, but they're battle-tested. They've already played four games, and give them a week to prepare for a team. Uh, they'll be coming out firing on all cylinders tonight. And again, for uh, Shelton, Sterling Wright has carried the ball for uh, 469 yards, eight touchdowns, and if he's not running the rock, you've got about six other guys that'll do it, including Ben Bombeck, who's run for 218 yards on 38 carries. So again, a lot of touches for a lot of these players, and you get right in, in space, he's going to be awfully tough to pull down as well. So this one promises to be a real good game. Uh, somewhat limited a little bit. We'll talk a little bit about the depth when we talk to the two head coaches, because injuries are a little bit of a, an issue for Axdell. Uh, their big man, A.J. Skaggs, the defending runner-up in wrestling, broke his leg. So he will be back in time to wrestle and maybe try to win that extra match at the state wrestling tournament. He's out. And for Shelton, Erickson Ramos and Cameron Berglund, a couple of guys that will either catch or run the ball, uh, they're out because of a uh, thumb and a finger injury, respectively, so we won't see them here tonight. That is our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. We're going to step away for a moment, and when we come back, we'll talk with the two head coaches. In a few moments, we'll hear from Dean Marsh from Axtell, but first, after this break, we'll talk with Shelton head coach Jeff Pold when we continue with more of the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll hear from the coaches right after this. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost, quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. Market in Shelton provides you with fresh foods right in your own hometown. Check out the fresh produce and meats. With weekly specials, you will save even more by shopping local. Don't forget, Larry's has movie rentals, party supplies such as balloons, deli trays, and deli sandwiches. Everything you need in Shelton. Why shop anywhere but Larry's Market in Shelton? Best of luck, Bulldogs. Back on the new Tech Seed pregame show here on Classic Hits, Shelton Axtell, and we are ready to talk with the coaches, Jeff Pohl of the Shelton Bulldogs. They have already uh, put in four football games. Axtell has yet to reach their bye week yet. And, uh, Coach, we were kind of chatting before we came on the air here. Actually, it wasn't a true bye. Uh, you were able to finish off a game because of the lightning we had here a couple of weeks ago uh, with Loomis. Uh, I suppose that wasn't a bad thing since you had the bye the next week. Uh, how have the last two weeks been for your team? Uh, yeah, it was definitely a, an interesting game situation for us. Well, I've never been associated with a game stopped on a Friday and finished on a Monday, but it was uh, helpful for us to have real live action on that Monday as opposed to a full bye week. And 
early enough in the week that we could still get plenty of rest going into this week and still have plenty of time to prepare. So an interesting situation, but I think it was beneficial for us. Obviously, you took over a program that, uh, after having a pretty good run there for a while, has struggled the last couple, three seasons. What did you do in the off season? What did you do with the kids in the summer uh, and, and to get you ready for the start of this year? Uh, well, we had a, uh, a football camp that uh, worked real well, one of the Epic team camps. Uh, we had a couple of the schedule, but we had some kids not be able to make it. But, you know, we also rededicated ourselves in the weight room, had much better attendance than we've seen in the past. Um, you know, we're still – Still young, still got a lot of uh, uh, improvement to make to be, you know, back to some of those teams we had four or five years ago. But uh, trying to just put the pieces in place to get to that point. Talking with Jeff Pohl, the head football coach at Shelton, two and two on the season, wins over SEM and Loomis, and fell to Pleasanton and an undefeated Fullerton team. What have you seen in this first half of the season from your team, coach? You know, I like the way that they've responded to what we've asked for them as coaches. Um, you know, we have, again, youth is, is always the key, and we had some a lot of unknowns. We have now up to 25 kids um, are out this year, which is a great number, but um, kids that were actually on the team last year uh, that are upperclassmen, we have three. And, you know, kids that are new to the program this year, we have about 12. So um, you have a lot of numbers, but there's still a lot of kids learning on the go. But, you know, I like the way they responded. They, they did what they should against some teams that we, we – hope to beat and uh, we competed well in the other games especially the first game of the year uh, it's only going to get harder for us here with these remaining games so uh, it's good to good to see that they're willing to fight and put the work in that we're asking these coaches obviously uh, just by checking out what you've done so far this season you like to run the football very rarely will you send uh, Marcus back to throw the football but uh, got some good balance there with Sterling Wright and, and with Ben Bombeck talk about uh, your philosophy offensively and and uh, what you're trying to do on the ground well we've always been you know I've been associated with the program for five years now and since we've been here we've always been trying to run first here even with the the changes in the way even the eight men's go into more spread offenses and, and we will run some out of the spread but if we can stick to some of our base run plays that's where we'd like to start Sterling's come in and done well um, he's a kid you want to give the ball 40 times a game too but feasibly it's not always possible um, and we've had some other kids step up passing game is something we uh, want to do more of uh, loosen up some of the defenses and we've actually you know worked a little bit on this during this uh, two-week break so these last three games especially or four games we're going to have to maybe air it out a little bit to uh take some pressure off our running game. So we're going to try to get a little bit more balance. But, you know, if you can run the ball, some of these uh, Nebraska nights where the wind's blowing 60 miles an hour, there's not much you can do if you're a passing team. We take a look and we're talking with Jeff Polehead, uh, football coach here at Shelton, getting ready to take on Axtell. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, a couple of names that maybe we don't necessarily talk about on the offensive side of the ball. Remington Wright has been solid for you. Dan Romero has played really well on, on both sides, maybe the face of the program. And, and then you're going to be without Cam Berglund. So just talk a little bit about your defense and what you have to do with a couple of your kids out because of injury. Well, there's going to be a few shuffles around. We're actually going to have a freshman in there that uh, – Showed well in practice, but uh, Jesus Gomez is going to be starting at us for for backer replacing um, Erickson, and and uh, it's going to take some experience. You know, Erickson played a lot of games last year at the uh, linebacker defensive back position, and but we feel Chewy's ready to go. Um, and uh, you know, Remington's been solid in the center. He chases the ball down, goes well. Daniel, you know, you're completely right. He's our senior leader. Kid that's been here for four years. Moved him from. Uh, 
defensive end a backer this year, <clears throat> and he's responded appropriately, uh, makes the right reads, hustles to the ball, makes the tackle when he's there. So, uh, you know, we, we're going to lose a little bit of depth with a couple injuries, but we've still got some solid kids in those places that we're confident with. Jeff, what about the opponent tonight? Uh, kind of kind of a weird deal. This was the game that wasn't played last year because of the uh, food poisoning over at Axtell. So uh, I'm sure you're still familiar with a lot of these kids uh, in, in the sports they played in from a couple years ago because they've been around for a while. Uh, what do you see out of this team? Well, you know, I mean, it starts right away with Gomez there. I mean, when you're a reigning state 100-meter champion, you uh, – I uh, know there's some speed on the other side of the ball. So um, what we've seen in film and what we know, you know, he's going to be a, a guy you want to try to keep inside and contain. He ran well against Blue Hill last week, a team that top in PowerPoints, one of your top-rated teams in state, and he was able to break a couple long runs. So we know that's a guy we got to stop. And then you know, we look at them on film and we look at us on film and we're a lot alike. Uh, last year might have been a different story because the Stratman kid was quite a ball player. If that game would have went on, who knows what happens. But this year, you know, we've got to use – um, we know that they're probably ready to play this game, show that they could have beaten us last year, and uh, we got to use that you know, as motivation to be ready to play because you know, they've had a tough schedule. They've had three tough games as well um, before this, or four tough games as well before this, and um, they're going to they're gonna know what it's like to play some tough teams, so we're going to have to fight from the beginning. All right, Jeff. Hey, we'll let you get back to uh, work and preparation here for tonight's game, and uh, we always appreciate the time. Uh, can't wait to see the Bulldogs back out on the field. Good luck. Appreciate it. Thanks, Doug. That's Jeff Pohl, the head football coach of the Shelton Bulldogs. Another first-year head coach, Dean Marsh, is leading the way at Axtell, and we'll chat with him right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. The Shelton Locker in Shelton is a very proud supporter of the Bulldogs and would like to take the time to wish the athletes and coaches good luck in the game tonight. We know how hard each of you work in and out of the game, and we're so lucky to be part of an encouraging team here in Shelton and love serving such a great community for years. So when you're looking for the freshest meat and the friendliest people, Shelton Locker is the place to go. Shelton Locker says, Go Bulldogs! Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for this area. They've lived in the region and studied its tough growing conditions for generations, and they know what thrives here. So call Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative in Minden today, a proud supporter of high school sports. Hogemeyer seed, seed the right seed. Welcome back to the New Tech Seed pregame show. For the second time this season, we've got to come over to Axtell and watch an area eight-man battle. And if it's as good as the last one was, it should be a dandy tonight as Axtell takes on Shelton. And we're joined by Wildcat head coach Dean Marsh. Of course, coach, last time when we were over for Pleasanton, it didn't turn out your way. So you want a little bit uh, different outcome. Uh, Let's start there. Uh, How has your team changed here in the last two weeks, even by playing two undefeated teams? Well, I think the big thing is we got everybody back and we have our place kicker back. We were missing him that night and if we'd have made every PAT we'd have won that game. So it's good to have our kicker and our quarterback back and some of the people that were injured that night are back full speed now, so looking for a good contest. I'm guessing there was uh, probably a teaching moment or a coaching moment because of all that happened in that Pleasanton games from missing some kids to having the turnovers to having a chance to win after that great comeback. What did you do that week after the Pleasanton game? What did you emphasize to your team? 
Well, just to never give up. That's one thing that kept us in the game. We were we were up, and then they were up, and then they got up big, and we never quit fighting. Even though we were short players, you know, we kept the new kids coming in, and they picked up where the elders left off. And I just told them, you know, we got to fight four quarters no matter who we're playing. We're talking with Dean Marsh. He's the head football coach at Axtell. And as I mentioned, uh, Bruning, Davenport, Shickley, Blue Hill, uh, both undefeated football teams. But what did your team uh, accomplish? What did you like of what they did the last two weeks? Well, I really think, you know, once we got playing against some kids that we were probably matched up ability-wise with, we were able to move the ball down the field, whether we ran it inside, outside. So I think our blocking has probably gotten a little better. Um, we, I think our defense made some poor reads in the first half of both of those games. And that's one, one thing we've been working on the last two weeks is getting our linebackers to read the play and flow upfield instead of getting blown off the line of scrimmage. I guess we can be brutally honest here. I mean, uh, the out of these five weeks, Shelton is the only team uh, that's probably not going to be ranked when you play them. Uh, there's always got to be a little extra pep in the step when you know you got a legit chance to put a win on the board. What's practice been like this week? Yeah, the kids have been really upbeat. We talked about it early in the week that Shelton's a really good team. They're a young team, but they're talent-wise, they're really good, and I think we match up very well size-wise. We've really been outsized the last two weeks, and so I think this week we'll match up size-wise, speed-wise, and it's going to probably come down to a 10-point game, and it's going to be whoever makes the least amount of mistakes and tackles the best would be my guess on this game. Dean Marsh with us here from Axtell. You made an interesting comment, I thought, to me before we started the interview here uh, about how impressed, considering all the teams you've seen, how impressed you are by Shelton's running back in Sterling Wright. Yeah, I've been watching film on him, and he's you know he's just a sophomore, and he leads the district in touchdowns right now with ten. So I mean he's definitely put himself out in the front and and made his name known. And you know we're gonna have to make some good open field tackles tonight on one on one just to bring him down. You mentioned you don't want to punt to this kid either, and uh, you guys have done okay in the special teams game, at least from what I've seen, and, and just double-checking on the stats. Uh, special teams uh, can really decide eight-man games because uh, you miss one or two guys, you don't have to miss eight or nine. And uh, Just tell me about that part of the game tonight. Yeah, I mean, if we, if we feel we can get touchbacks, we're going to kick deep, and if we can't, can't get touchbacks, we're, we're definitely going to try to put it in a spot where we don't have to worry about him getting the ball. And, you know, punting-wise, we'll hopefully not have to do a lot of tonight, but that'll be game-time decision there as to whether we punt deep or whether we punt the cover and get our guys down the field. We're talking here for another minute with uh, Dean Marsh, your son, of course, uh, quarterbacking the squad. We didn't get to see him last time, and Tyler Danberg really has done anything that you've wanted him to do. Uh, talk about uh, the way both of those guys have handled uh, the quarterback position so far. Yeah, I mean, it's been good because both of them like to play receiver, and, and, you know, they can both play quarterback if we need them. Jake's probably, you know, had a little more experience, so he's had had a few less turnovers and, and a few less read mistakes, but either one of those guys can run our offense, and so if we need to switch switch them around and go back and play Danberg at quarterback and Jake at receiver, we can do that, so it gives us some options. 
And I suppose that's another reason that you've had so many different kids actually run the ball. Five guys that uh, can take it at any time. A couple of guys uh, like in Klein or Klingsborn that, that have carried the ball for you. Of course, we've seen how dynamic Braden Gomez is. What makes you decide how you're going to run the football and with who? Well, if we need to power the ball, which we don't have a big bruising back, but we have Klein and Klein and Kring that'll go go inside and put their head down and get what they can, you know, and then we have two quarterbacks and three halfbacks that can run the edge and, and so it's nice. We you know, it's the most people I've ever seen in the backfield that I felt comfortable getting the ball to. So it makes it where in the second half when some of the other teams are getting watered down a little bit defensively, we can bring a fresh back in and, you know, maybe get that extra quick step that we need to get out the edge. Well, we've kind of already talked a little bit about uh, Shelton and what you've thought for about them and, and their running backs and their special teams. Is depth of maybe what could win this game late for you guys? Yeah, I think, you know, depth and experience are probably our two biggest advantages going into this game other than being a home game. But, you know, I, I think if we get down down the end of the game and there's injuries, you know, on both sides, that could play play to our advantage at this point. And we definitely, at this point, need a win. So hopefully that plays out. All right, Dean, always great chatting with you. Looking forward to a good game tonight. So uh, keep them healthy and best of luck. Thanks a lot, Doug. We'll see you later. All right, Dean Marsh, head football coach of the Axtell Wildcats. As we said, the battle of the first-year coaches. It's going to be a fun one tonight. Shelton at Axtell, and we'll look at the starting lineups right after this on the New Tech Seed pregame show. Where else can you get so much great food for an affordable price? Sportsman's Restaurant and Lounge in sunny downtown Gibbon. For years, they have prided themselves in being more bang for the buck and making homemade food fresh right there. Like their famous prime rib, it's the best prime rib west of Wall Street, and it's right in your backyard. And what about the huge jumbo hand-breaded shrimp, the freshest salad and fruit bars around? Make the drive to sunny downtown Gibbon and be part of great family, food, and tradition. Welcome back here to beautiful Axtell, Nebraska. Ryan Dogger and Randy Bushcutter up here in the booth. Looking forward to a great night of football. Skies are clear, looking good for tonight. We're going to take a look at our Five Points Bank starting lineup. The starting lineup is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney first for the Shelton offensive starters. Number 12, Marcus Lauber, a sophomore, 150 pounds, moving down to running back. Uh, number 5, Sterling Wright, a sophomore, 160 pounds. Uh, he'll be led in front of by Ben Bemcock, or Bomcat. Excuse me, Ben Bombeck, a sophomore, 185 pounds. We'll also see Erickson Ramos and possibly Jesus Gomez in the backfield for Shelton as well. Uh, moving on to tight ends, Leroy Garcia, a 160-pound junior. Daniel Romero, a 180-pound senior. Moving on to the line, Tyler Quick, a 200-pound senior. Colby Sutton, a 180-pound sophomore. And Alex Slagle, a 220-pound junior. Now taking a look at the Axtell offensive starters. Uh, Jake Marsh will be doing the quarterbacking duties for Axtell. He is a 5'11", 185-pound senior. We also may see Tyler Danberg uh, in, in getting snaps uh, today as well. He is a 6'3", 165-pound sophomore uh, for running backs. Jarrett Bertrand, a 5'9", 145-pound junior. And Jared Klein, 5'8", 160-pound senior. We will also see Braden Gomez in the backfield, an elusive back, senior 5'8", 160 pounds. Moving on to tight ends, Ryan Hubbard, a 6'4", 155-pound senior, and Creighton Kring, a 6'4", 175-pound 175, junior. Uh, on the line for Axtell, the Wildcats, we have Tom Peterson, a 6'2", 210-pound junior, Colton Trampy, a 6'2", 210-pound senior, and Nick Peterson, 
a 6'1", 235-pound sophomore. And that's your starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank. This starting lineup is brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. And, again, we talked about before, when you take a look at these two quarterbacks, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're out there because of how they run the offense and how they run with the football because uh, combined uh, for the year, the two starters have combined for less than a total of 100 yards passing between the two quarterbacks. Uh, Marcus Lauber is 4 of 17 for 26 yards on the year. And Jake Marsh, who hasn't played all, all the games, but uh, Marsh is uh, 7 of 21 for uh, 73 yards. And so they average about seven passes a game. And uh, for Shelton, they, they average actually a little bit less than that. But again, when I was doing the stats and running out all the rushing attacks out there, you got seven guys for Axdell who have carried the ball a considerable number of carries, you know, 15 to 20 carries at least, and Shelton is exactly in the same boat. So they'll spread the ball around a little bit, and uh, both these two teams want to establish things up front, and whoever kind of controls that line of scrimmage is going to control this football game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, running back Sterling Wright uh, has carried the ball 52 times for 469 yards and eight touchdowns like we talked about earlier. That's averaging out to nine yards per carry. So Shelton's really going to want to get the ball to Sterling Wright. They also have Ben Bombeck, a 185-pound sophomore. He's carried for 218 yards and two touchdowns as well. Now on the flip side of things, Axtell has, like you've, we've talked about, elusive backs and a, and a lot of them. Braden Gomez is really their highlight back, though. 36 carries, 305 yards, and five touchdowns. He also has seven receptions for 72 yards. And the two coaches talked about it in the pregame as well. Perhaps uh, the advantage, even though numbers are good for both squads in terms of how many kids are out for football, and there's actually uh, about the same number for both squads out there. But Shelton has a lot of first-year players, a lot of freshmen, and those are two different things. Uh, they've got a lot of very young kids out there. For Axdell, they have a little bit more. Um, salt to them, a little bit more experience over the years, so they may have an advantage in terms of later on in the game if they start getting worn down. Axdell may have that advantage, and that certainly worked out to their advantage for Axdell when they played Pleasanton. Pleasanton jumped out that big lead, but uh, probably just a few more minutes on the clock, and Axdell's comeback might have been complete. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was just a ground-and-pound game. Both teams really wanting to uh, dominate the line of scrimmage, and we'll see a lot of that tonight. Uh, Shelton and Axtell both have uh, pretty similar size and lines, so whichever team really goes out and gets it early uh, should have the advantage. And it is important to point out, as we're talking about, that maybe Axtell has the uh, has the depth. It is important to point out that Shelton is 2-2 two and two and Axtell is 1-5 and five on the year. So Shelton with the better record. So this really is a pick'em game, one of the reasons why we're bringing it to you here on Classic Hits 98.9 FM because we expect a good one here between Shelton and Axtell. Axtell has just been announced, of course, being their home purple jerseys with the white numbers, the black pants, and the silver helmets with the uh, Wildcat logo on the side, and silver helmets, silver pants, white jerseys here for Shelton. We'll step away for a moment. We'll be back with a kickoff right after this. Stadler Implement in Minden carries a full line of Kubota tractors and mowers. Over the years, Kubota has been committed to providing durable and reliable machinery to farmers, construction workers, and everyday people. From B-Series tractors to premium lawn tractors, Stadler carries them. Providing quality doesn't have to be expensive, thanks to Kubota and Stadler Implement. Located on East Highway 6 in Minden, go see Carl and the gang. You'll be satisfied with the service you get. 
This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Market Space. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company of Axtell is a proud supporter of high school sports. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They have been providing insurance solutions to their customers in South Central Nebraska since 1885. They are now also writing auto insurance policies through AAA. Contact the professionals at Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company in Axtell today. Toll free at 800-874-9443. That's 800-874-9443. 9443. Laser Tech has been putting the serve back in service for over 17 years. Laser Tech can help you with all your printer needs, new and reconditioned units, multifunction units, and fax machines, or cartridges and accessories for an existing printer. Laser Tech technicians are dispatched quickly, utilizing the latest technology, giving you same day, next day service. With Laser Tech, trouble free solutions are only a phone call away. Know how to find the right solution for your business. The solution is how Laser Tech is helping businesses doing what can be done every day. And welcome back here at Axtell. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. The um, coin flip earlier won by Shelton. They deferred their choice to the second half, so Axtell will get their hands on the ball first here, and uh, Shelton will have that choice in the second half, which means they'll get the second half kickoff, and uh, they'll be able to also choose essentially what uh, what direction that they uh, want to go here. So uh, Shelton will uh, tee it up, and they will kick with whatever wind there is after back from the 30-yard line. Not a lot of wind going on at the moment. It is a beautiful night for football. Uh, as the rain, there was just a couple of drops that kind of fell on us, but uh, it uh, is all looking good now. So for Shelton, they're teeing it up. That's Marcus Lobber, who will put his foot into it at the 30-yard line. A high kick that's going to be short of the goal line. Picking it up here is going to be Jarrett Bertrand. Bertrand on the left side going to be hit at the 15-yard line. Stood up, slid off that first initial tackle, and is able to bring it out just short of the 20-yard line. In fact, I think they're going to put it on the 20. Nose just a nose short of the 20-yard line. That's where it'll be first and 10 for a while for the Wildcats to get things started here. Yeah, good return by Jarrett Bertrand. Uh, the Shelton Bulldogs really barreling down on him, but able to get a few extra yards out of that return. So they'll go out of the I formation, a couple of tight ends. They'll spread it out maybe later on, but they'll just hand it off to the uh, tailback. And going right up the middle is going to be Braden Gomez. And Gomez will bring it across the 20 to about the 23, kind of three yards and a cloud of dust there for the speedy Braden Gomez. Talking about the trenches early here, Axtell got a good push on their first run, although the uh, Shelton Bulldog defense uh, staying with it. Uh, and the linebackers flowing really well stopping that run. And again, they, they will spread the, the field from time to time, but a lot of times they're going to go with that two tight end formation. They'll go with the eye, Gomez in that eye, and they're going to pitch it out to him. He's going to try to get the edge, cuts back to the inside, and he's going to be knifed down a good open field tackle after only a gain of a couple of yards there by Jesus Gomez. Interesting to see Shelton's defense here. Basically a 5-3 defense now. Technically it's a 3-3, three, uh, three, but uh, they bring those outside linebackers up real near, looking like outside defensive ends. Uh, really going to limit the Bulldog, or the excuse me, the Wildcats' ability to get to the outside. Yeah, it's the old 3-5 uh, uh, defense for 8 and for 11-man football. 
And they'll go out of the pistol here. A little counter action. Tucking it up is going to be Creighton Crane. Crane's going to put his head down. He's going to be just short of the first down and making sure he didn't get there. Is Sterling right? Yeah, Kring, a big, strong back, 6'4", 170 pounds. Uh, he's the kind of guy you don't want to meet head-to-head uh, -head in the Oklahoma drill. Uh, but good job by Shelton to stop him there. About a half yard short of the first down. They've got to get the nose of the football on the 30-yard line, and they're about two lengths away from having that happen. So Kring will be the fullback as they'll call it out, and they'll hand it off to Kring, and Kring will get across the 30-yard line out to about the 34. That's more than enough to move the sticks. Yeah, good job there again by the Axtell front. Uh, these Shelton Bulldogs seem like they're not getting off the ball right on the snap, uh, but the linebackers doing a good job of filling gaps. And you kind of heard from both coaches, neither one really wants to punt because uh, everybody kind of has uh, somebody back there in punt formation to receive it that you don't want in space. So I think you might see them go for it on fourth down quite a bit. On first down, they'll hand it off here to Gomez. Gomez with a little stiff arm trying to get the edge, and he's going to be pushed out of bounds after a gain of about three. Great pursuit there by, among others, Sterling Wright. Yeah, Shelton Bulldogs really clamping down. That run was supposed to go to the inside. Braden Gomez, who loves to get to the outside, had to uh, bounce it out, and by the time he got there, Shelton uh, was rotating. First uh, drive of the game here for either squad, and after a first down, it's now second and about six here. And movement up front, and we'll see whether or not uh, Axtell drew them off or Shelton was coming across. And it is going to be the defensive player that jumped across there. And so that'll cost them five yards, and it'll be third, excuse me, second and very short here for the Wildcats. And, uh, again, they don't throw the ball a lot, but one of those cliche times to throw it is when you've got second and short. They're going to go out of the pistol, don't even huddle, so they're going to run the same play, and they're going to give it off to Kring. Kring goes right up, has a lead block there, and will take it out uh, to the 30-yard line. So that'll be a nice gain of about eight there for Creighton Kring. Yeah, Excel keeping it smart, keeping it on the ground there. They know uh, what their bread and butter is, giving it to Kring up the middle, that big, strong uh, running back for him. They went out of that pistol, and Brayden Gomez was a lead blocker, and he had a nice block there. Ball inside the 30, be another first and 10 here as a high a snap handed off here for Gomez. Gomez, just a real quick slant, running with the football, just uh, trying to get that track, find a little room there, and didn't have much to go on. He only gained about one on the play. Daniel Romero, the uh, outside linebacker for Shelton, doing a good job. Uh, almost bit in a little too much, uh, but was able to uh, stop the run. And Garcia from that side was able to kind of pinch in there and kind of make that a smaller hole for the elusive Gomez to go through. So it'll be second and nine. Uh, a win, you'd say, on first down for the Shelton defense there. And there's movement up front. And I think, again, Shelton jumped off sides. They actually had two guys. I think they were going to come with the blitz. And, again, they got a little antsy here. And that's going to set up now second. And we'll call it about four. Yeah, Shelton really anxious to play here tonight after their bye week this last week. You can really tell these uh, Bulldogs are pinning their ears back. They really want to get pressure uh, early. And, again, they did a nice job with Jake Marsh with a kind of a harder count there to get him offside. So they're going to hand the ball off here to Gomez. Gomez stood up just as he gets there. He'll gain about a yard. Now, again, it was only second and two, so that's not uh, bad news here for Shelton, but uh, for Axdell, rather, as Shelton with a nice defensive stop. Yeah, no, definitely a good stop there. The Bulldogs uh, really keying in on the inside runs there. It'll be interesting to see if Axdell takes it to the outside. Gomez will be the one deepest here. Kring is going to be the fullback. They will stop the play here. That's going to be a legal procedure, I assume, here on Axtell, and that's exactly what it's going to be. So that five yards they got moments ago, they give it back, 
And uh, that will set up kind of an interesting situation. They've got to get across the uh, 20-yard line, and now it's going to be third down at about the 26. Yeah, this would be the time that you'd, you'd, you'd see a pass play or even a trick play here. It'll be interesting to see what Axtell comes out and brings uh, to Shelton on this third long. But again, you get two and a half, three yards in the next two plays. You would have enough to move the sticks. They're going to go with the um, pistol formation, high snap. Handoff, great penetration. Kring will put his head down, and he actually lost the football as uh, he kind of squirted through there. I think he might have been down. It was recovered by Tyler Danberg anyway, and the ball is going to go out to the 25-yard line. That's only going to be a gain of about a yard, yard and a half. Yeah, you see that from time to time. Players really trying to get those extra yards and stretching the ball out, but occasionally it pops loose. Uh, fortunately for Axtell, his knee was already on the ground, so it'll uh, stay with him. You don't, well, and it was recovered by Axtell anyway. You don't mind that gamble on fourth down because no, if you don't not. get there anyway, on third down, you've got another down to fight. They need a little bit more than five here as they got it fourth and five from the 25. They've got to get across the 20, and backing up here is going to be Marsh as a running back on either shoulder. He's looking to throw. He's only got one guy in the pattern, and he's just going to dump it off to that left side. And uh, it's going to be incomplete. I think they're going to say that Lane Bertrand was close enough for that not to be intentional grounding. But there wasn't anybody that close. And it will be a turnover on down. So the Shelton defense holds. Yeah, good pressure there by Shelton. Actually, Axtell had a man, Tyler Danberg, uh, on his post route was pretty open. It would have been a decent pass, but Shelton got in there quick enough to force the hurry. The pocket was collapsing around Marsh, uh, about a Marsh, so he had to just make do with what he could do. And the ball will be now at the 25-yard line for Shelton. So they'll step up. And in understanding, here is going to be uh, going to be right. And he'll call it out. He's running the option. He's looking to throw. And he's going to lob it downfield. And it's going to be incomplete. Great coverage downfield here by Jake Marsh, who was able to knock the ball away from the intended receiver, Marcus Lauber. That was a 50-50 ball, but Marsh... Uh, it was interesting. The Shelton Bulldog uh, wide receiver almost had to turn into a defender there, one of those passes that you really had to fight for. Uh, but good play by Marsh to break it up. So they kind of, you know, they, they announced Lobber as a starting quarterback, and he's the guy that was the intended target on the very first pass of the game here by Sterling Wright. And Wright will be under center. And they're going to run the counter, and they give it off on this left side. And boy, that was an eyelash away from having something special. But Marcus Lobber is going to be tripped up. Staying at home and making the play is going to be Marsh. Yeah, that's one of those uh, plays there that you're, you're fortunate. You got good coaching, though. Player kept his alignment and assignment and was there to make the play, uh, but you bite a little too hard on that fake, uh, and that one could be going for six. Just a little screen there. If they would have been able to screen number 18 away, uh, that would have been a big gain here for Shelton. As it is, they will spread it out. Two wide outs to the right, two, one in the slot, one wide out to the left, empty backfield. And Lobber looking to throw at quarterback. He'll throw it in over the middle, intended for the target, and it's going to fall incomplete as he was looking out there for Leroy Garcia. Good coverage here early by Axtell. Interesting to see uh, the Shelton Bulldog team pass it tw uh, two times here on this opening possession, but really trying to uh, fool Axtell and give him a different look. Well, Coach uh, Pohl was saying that with the extra time since they had the bye week last week that they were looking to maybe uh, install a few things with their offense. But as it is, they have a three and out. And it'll be a punting situation here for Wright. Wright will put a high kick into it, and I do mean high. And they're just going to get away from it, and it's going to take a friendly bounce. It's going to be picked up at the two-yard line, and uh, there is a flag down. And uh, making the return uh, is going to be Dustin Klingsporn, and Klingsporn is going to bring it out to the 10, but there is a flag down. 
That's going to be an illegal block here on the Wildcats, and so they're going to be pinned very, very deep here. Yeah, almost a really good heads-up play there by Klingsporn. Uh, he just opted to uh, let that ball go, but when he realized it was going to be getting the ball at the one-yard line, uh, he attempted to pick it up and run with it, and he had a little bit of space. Uh, but, of course, that space uh, maybe was a little extra there because of that block in the back. When he made the decision to let it bounce, he, at that point, the best he could hope for was uh, try to return it out of there starting at about the one- or two-yard line because if he doesn't pick that up, that ball is going to be dead inside the one. It was a great punt there by Wright. Exactly what you want. So a long field here for Axtell. And awaiting the officials to get everything ready. He's the quarterback, Jake Marsh, who will be in under center. Gomez in the eye. Kring will be the lead blocker here as they give it off to Gomez. And Gomez will fight forward. He's going to be short of the uh, three-yard line. So that'll be a gain maybe of one. Good pressure by the Bulldogs. Uh, they know they've got the advantage here with Axtell backed up into their own end zone. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. We could see some more blitz packages coming here from the Bulldogs. Each team has had a possession. Neither team has scored. Uh, a couple of first downs for Axdell, but a great punt by Shelton has pinned the Wildcats back at the shadow of their own goal line with 6.17 to go here in the first quarter. Second and nine from their own three. Under center, and we've got a, 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 a whistle that's going to stop action here as Marsh was about to take the snap, and that's going to be a legal procedure. Half the distance to the goal. Good news is it only costs you about a yard and a half. Bad news is when it's half the distance to the goal, it only costs you a yard and a half. And you're at the one-and-a-half yard line now. Yeah, Axel really backed up here in their own end zone, uh, looking to make something happen here with Gomez in the backfield. So they'll go out of the I formation, hand it off to the fullback going right up the middle. That's going to be Kring. And Kring actually with a little bit of a... Uh, opening up a little bit of space there. Gain of about five on the play, and it's going to set up now third and about five. Yeah, Kareem really runs with his shoulder pads low to the ground, low center of gravity. Uh, he's really prone to get those extra yards when he makes contact with the defender like he did just there. So the Wildcats spaced in third and five. Again, getting a first down would be huge. Otherwise, your punter is in the uh, end zone, and they'll hand it right up the middle, and not much room to run, but bouncing through there. Again, he runs hard is Creighton Kring, and Kring will bring it across the 10-yard line, and uh, that means he needs about another yard and a half, and it's fourth down. They should see the punting unit out here uh, for the Wildcats, but like we said, you know, a very good return man for the uh, Bulldogs. So back there is Jarrett Bertran. He's, uh, that's a relatively short drop for a punter. And he'll get the snap. It's a good one, and he'll put a foot into it, and it is going to twist and be picked up. On the uh, right side and the other side of the 40-yard line, there by Sterling Wright. Wright trying to get the edge over here. There's a block. They're going to throw a flag on it. And uh, he'll get uh, the edge and across the uh, about the 28-yard line. But he was able to get that edge because of what the uh, officials determined to be an illegal block. And it was close. I think either way, the same number of people have been unhappy with that call. That was really on the uh, borderline there. But it will be an illegal block. And that's going to push Shelton back on the other side of the 40. Sterling Wright really uh, couldn't get a hold of that punt right away on the return, but sometimes those are the most dangerous returns. Guys just pin their ears back and take off towards the return man uh, once they see that ball loose. Uh, but Wright did a good job of corralling the ball and uh, nearly breaking one loose. Uh, but, of course, the block in the back is going to bring him back. Well, as we mentioned, that beautiful night for football. It's about 70 degrees. We're looking at a wind of oh, only about uh, four miles an hour. And it's been a great night of football. Handoff right up the middle and not much room to run there at all for Ben Bombeck. 
Bombeck is going to gain about one yard on the play. And as we said, a great, beautiful night for football. And the field's in pretty good shape here. Our field conditions are brought to you by your Pioneer Seed representative, Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed dealer. Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. With Impact Partners and Pioneer Seed, science with service, delivering success. I-formation here on second and about nine, and the pitch is going to go out to Wright. Wright's going to cut back to the inside. He's going to be spun around, and he's going to actually lose maybe about a half yard. Again, that was well diagnosed by the uh, Purple People Eaters for Axdell. Yeah, seeing more traditional formations are the formations we are more expecting here now uh, with Lauber uh, in under center and Sterling Wright uh, back deep in the I formation. And again, they'll move those guys, both Lauber and Wright have played, you know, between the two of them played four different positions in the game here so far, but it is going to be third and about nine, and it's going to be Lauber in the pistol, in the shotgun, nobody in the backfield with him. He's got time to throw, rolls out to the left, will throw it in a little bit too high, looking for his intended receiver of Daniel Romero, and it will fall incomplete. That's good coverage downfield uh, there for the Wildcats. Yeah, man-to-man coverage by the Wildcats. Extel sticking with their men really good. Uh, Lauber almost could have tucked the ball away and got a few yards uh, had he chose to run, but he thought he saw a man downfield. But like we said, good coverage by the Wildcats. He would have had to make one or two guys miss for him to get the first down. So I like the decision to throw the ball, but again, it was just pretty good coverage. So right again in front formation, he's going to stand at his own 20. He gets the snap. He gets a uh, high kick, and the fair catch is going to be called here by Klingsporn, and Klingsporn is uh, able to uh, make the catch at about the 15-yard line. And that's where Axdell will set up shop. So it's wisely this time uh, taking Kong for a fair catch. Uh, last punt took a bulldog bounce uh, and got Axtell set up in poor field position. Got a little bit better field position here, though. Yeah, they've been making that fair catch, saved him uh, a few yards, because that's exactly what happened to him last time. Axtell is going to call a timeout here with uh, no score, 3.32 to go here in the first quarter. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. They're located where you need us, specializing in you. We'll take a quick break uh, with 3.32 to go here, first quarter, no score. We're back right after this. The First Bank and Trust in Minden. Relationship banking is what they do. Stop in and talk to the professionals about your business, personal, and ag banking needs. Enjoy the small town touch with everything you need from a bank. Minden's First Bank and Trust is a leader in mobile banking with state-of-the-art remote deposit right from your smartphone, keeping up with technology to make your banking easier. Minden's First Bank and Trust, what you'd expect from a friend. Member FDIC. Good luck, athletes. Randy Bushcutter, Ryan Dahlgren, and our engineer Spencer Shield back in the studios bringing you coverage of Shelton and Axdell. No score here. This, uh, uh, again, a, a fair catch by Axdell. I think a good decision there by Klingsporn to give them uh, a uh, first and 10 at about the 15-yard line. Didn't do it last time and really put them up against the shadow of their own goal line. A nice job punting here for Sterling Wright for Shelton. Axdell's really enjoying this field position after getting the ball backed up on their own one-yard line. So they'll pitch it out here to Gomez. Then the speedster will try to get the corner. Gets out to that left side, the short side of the field. He brings it across the 20-yard line out to about the 21. So that's going to be a gain of about four on the play. Now they really like to get Gomez out in space. He's not a very physical runner, but you don't need to be when you're the returning class D state 100-meter champion. Yeah, he's got a lot. He's got some good wheels. He really does. And if you can get him in space, and that's that's why you run that pitch, is you're trying to get him out in the, into space. Now in the I formation is going to be Kring. 
So he'll play a little fullback. Here he'll get the pitch. He tucks it, tries to get the edge, and uh, they're going to eat that up and knock him out of bounds short of the 25-yard line. He'll gain a couple on the play. And, again, it's after that good first down, you only need uh, five and, and two or three more plays. You get two of it there. That's going to set up now third in about a yard and a half. Yeah, you got to like it. Anytime you get two, three, four yards, because uh, like we were talking about earlier, both teams really playing four down territory. I mean, they're, they're not trying to punt the ball, so if you can get those fourth and shorts, they'll go for it all night. So it is third and short, and now it'll be uh, Gomez in the eye, but they'll hand it off to Kring, the fullback, and he'll just lean across and get it all the way out to the 30-yard line. That's about a five-yard fullback dive, and that's pretty good work there for Creighton Kring and the offensive line for Axtell. Yeah, they just keep feeding Kring, but he, he carries his shoulder pads low. He almost always is guaranteed to get you one or two extra yards after the play, so a good call there by Axtell up the middle. And again, they've had a lot of success with him as he'll be the fullback again, but they're going to hand it off uh, to Gomez. Gomez, he's going to get stood up and planted. That is a form tackle uh, right up the middle there by Tyler Quick. Shelton Bulldogs defense showing that they're resilient. They've been doing a good job tonight of not allowing the big plays that Axtell really hopes to get uh, a lot of their touchdowns this season, or at least when we were here earlier this year with Pleasanton came on some big uh, big plays. Well, Kring from his fullback position has actually had more success than uh, Gomez from the eye. A little bit of an indication here, really keeping an eye on Gomez with that speed and just how hard Kring will run. They do hand it off here this time to Jared Klein, who's in the eye. He has some success, bounces it out to the outside, brings it across midfield, and he's going to move the sticks after a gain of about 12. It looked like a really slow developing play there, uh, but Klein did a really good job of reading his blocks, finding the hole, uh, and got around a few men and yeah, got an 11-yard run on the play. And he gets a nice pat on the back here by uh, Axtell head coach Dean Marsh coming up on the sideline. He gave a little breather here for Gomez and has the largest run of the game here so far, 12 yards. They're going to pitch it out to Gomez. He's going to have uh, Bertrand as a lead blocker for him, and he'll be uh, down after a gain of about three. They just haven't gotten Gomez unleashed yeah you almost saw gomez cut all the way across the grain there uh he got cut up by the linebackers flowing there uh, but that's how we saw him score a couple of big runs uh is just getting the ball going to the right the entire team moves that way uh, and then as soon as he's got that he uses that angle on the edge uh to move left back left across the field and this first quarter is flowing as well axtell has really kind of dominated it statistically they'll have it now with a minute and a half to go uh Second and about seven. Little counterplay. Kring puts his head down, runs over one guy at the 30, and is going to push the pile forward out to about the 35-yard line. So that's going to be a gain of 10 on the play for hard-running Creighton Kring. Yeah, Kring really stunned the Shelton Bulldog. It was like he had lights in his eyes, but Kring did a good job of hitting and then spinning off of the would-be tackler uh, to gain an extra five, six yards. Kring getting those yards after contact here early. Yeah, you got to like that, uh, well, what they call yak, you know, yards after contact. And he is running hard, and he'll be off to the uh, quarterback's shoulder here. He'll get the handoff here out of the pistol, and he's going to be stood up as he tries to get the edge on the left side. Remington Wright, you're going to hear his name a lot defensively. He was there on the uh, tackle, and uh, there's only about a gain of one on the play for Kring. Yeah, the Bulldogs really making a statement there. Uh, not only was there a right there, but there was two other Bulldog defenders, and they were making no mistake. Uh, Kring was going to the ground on that play. Well, 10th ranked Grand Island Northwest in Class B is having no problems in Holdridge, leading at 42-6. to That game's in the fourth quarter with a uh, running clock. And uh, number three, York, with a 7-0 lead at home against Sydney in the first quarter. 
Pitch out here to Gomez. Gomez cuts back to the inside. He's running hard. He'll drag one defender across the 20-yard line, so that'll be a gain of right at five on the play, and it's going to set up now third and about three and a half. Now you can tell this bye week Shelton's done their homework. They're not allowing Gomez to get to the outside. These linebackers are playing sideline to sideline. Could wear on them, but here early they've done a good job of corralling Gomez. Well, again, you, we talked about it. It's pretty much four-down territory almost anywhere on the field. It's neither team really wants to punt to their speedy guys on the other. They're going to run a little out pass here, a little delay for the tight end, and Lance Bertrand couldn't come up with the catch thrown there by Jake Marsh, and it falls incomplete, and it's going to be now fourth down. Good idea, uh, but this, the timing was off a little bit between Marsh and Bertrand. Yeah, it would have been a foot race to the pylon, but Bertrand possibly could have scored there. Uh, of course, pass uh, incomplete just to his feet. Uh, there on the play. So Marsh getting the instructions here from the Axtell coaching staff, and there's .3 left on the clock. So this will be the final play of quarter number one. It is fourth and about three from the 18-yard line. They sprint up to the uh, line here. Out of the pistol, Marsh is going to hand the ball off right up the middle, putting his head down, pushing the pile forward is Jared Klein. Klein's going to push it all the way out to the 10-yard line, and so that's going to be a gain of eight on the play for Klein. And that will move the sticks. So, again, another productive drive here for Axtell. And they will have it first and I think it's going to be outside the 10. So we'll call it first and 10 from the 10 with no score when we start the second quarter here between Axtell and Shelton right after this timeout. Summer is here. You know that. It's hot out. Now what are you going to do about it? There's no better way to cool off than on your very own boat from Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Kearney. No matter what you want to do, fish, ski, cruise, surf, wakeboard, Buzz's can match you up with the perfect boat. And with factory rebates along with easy financing, the perfect price. Already have a boat? Buzz's Pro Shop is bursting at the seams with fun new toys. Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, 5th and Central Kearney. Or check them out online at Buzzesmarine.com. Genetics first, straight second. With Aurora Cooperative, you can source genetics from the four major germplasms available in the U.S., allowing you to choose the best genetics possible for each and every acre. Aurora Cooperative agronomists have been very active in the field, getting to know your hybrid choices this season, inside and out, so that they can be your trusted resource to help you make the right selections for your farm and your yields. To create the highest yielding story for your acres and take advantage of our unique early incentives, contact your local Aurora Cooperative agronomist today. Aurora Cooperative, putting owner's equity to work. Welcome back here to Axtell. The Wildcats driving here. They've got it first and 10 from the 10. First play of the second quarter. Handoff right up the middle. Creighton Kring, the fullback, just puts his head down, and he's going to gain about uh, two yards on the play, and it will set up. I think they can get a first down. Well, they have a stick stand up, so they can get a first down, but, boy, you're going to have a tough time fitting a football from uh, uh, past the sticks and short of the goal line. Yeah, it might be exactly a football length uh, from the goal line to the uh, pylon so marsh will step in under center they're going to go with the eye formation they'll hand off to klein who's in the eye tries to get to the outside and that's a good open field tackle on the uh far side over there by uh number 30 leroy garcia that's a good good tackle a good showing here early from the shelton bulldogs linebackers they've been doing their job extremely well uh flowing not letting anything get too far back on them like we've talked about gomez really really loves uh, to get away with these linebackers corralling him. So third and eight here for Axdell. And they're going to go out of the I formation, and they're going to run the quarterback sweep. 
Stiff arming there is going to be Marsh. Marsh fights off one would-be tackler and gets back to the line of scrimmage. That was well diagnosed there by Shelton. They ate up all, both lead blockers there, and uh, the quarterback was fortunate to get back to the line of scrimmage and then gain a yard. Yeah, Shelton really covering all lanes there. Uh, ideally, you know, we'd say Marsh would should have cut back there, uh, but there was no lane for Marsh to uh, cut back on. So decision time here on what they want to do. They're going to send in the battle uh, Brayton Gomez as it is going to be fourth and seven from the seven. And he comes in with the play. And we'll see what they do. They're going to go out of the pistol formation. So off of each shoulder will be either Kring or Gomez here for Marsh. Marsh takes the snap, looks to throw, lobs it in the end zone. He's got a man there. It's caught. It's juggled. Did he hold on? Yes. Touchdown. Great catch in traffic there by Tyler Danberg. Wow. Threading the needle Marsh did on that pass play. Great pitch and catch by the Wildcats. And that was a well-thrown ball in a very small window. And the good catch there by uh, Tyler Danberg for the touchdown. That's his first catch of the year. Yeah, Danberg, really great route running there, too. Uh, Able to make enough space to have that window for the ball to be thrown in. So now trying the extra point here will be Jake Marsh. Marsh with the kick. I think they might have got a hand on it. In any event, it's going to be short off to that right side. So the kick for point is no good. First miss of the season for Axdell on their uh, kicking. And uh, so our score remains 6 to nothing. Axdell getting the five points bank touchdown via the air. Nice pass by Marsh and a good catch in traffic there by Danberg. And the Wildcats with a 6 nothing lead at home will kick it off right after this timeout. Everything seems easier when you're doing business with people you know, especially banking. When you apply for a loan, it's a good feeling knowing who you're talking to. Bank with us. Menden Exchange Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC. Community people you know. Community people you know. If you're a grower looking for big yield, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about your seed treatment options for your farm, contact Tom or Jamie Madsen of Madsen Seed in Minden, your local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer. Science with service, delivering success. Well, after uh, catching the uh, touchdown pass, a strong kickoff here by Tyler Danberg, who puts it about eight yards deep in the end zone, and it's going to be a a touchback. So it will be first and ten for Shelton from the 15-yard line. Welcome back into the broadcast booth, brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road bringing you the play-by-play here in Axdell, and Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. First and 10 from the 15 here for Shelton. And again, I don't think they've got a first down in the game. They'll put a man in motion, run the counter, drop the football, and uh, they're going to uh, dive on it and be able to hold on to it here as Marcus Lauber actually uh, ran into uh, uh, one of the uh, wingbacks there on kind of the counter. And uh, they're lucky to hold on to the football after losing three yards. Yeah, Ben Bombeck and Marcus Lauber ran into each other. It looked like it could have opened up to be a good play. They had uh, the wishbone sort of formation. They had guys in their wings coming around. But, yeah, a little miscommunication early. Uh, it'll be interesting 
to see that play come around again here later in the game. Quite often you don't have a wing back in eight man football. That's one of the three posi- you know, one of the positions that's not out there. Uh, they're going to spread out the field here for Lobber. Lobber, the only back in the backfield, and we've got a stoppage. And uh, I think I don't see a flag. We got a timeout. Shelton wants to call the timeout. And again, our uh, timeouts are um, brought to you by EN, uh, Physicians ENT. We'll take a timeout here in Axtell as the Wildcats have a nine, excuse me, a six nothing lead with 9:25 to go. We'll be back to Axtell right after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect a fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus, it quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first, on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. Shelton runs a little bit of a counteraction here with Sterling Wright on second and long, and well, they they didn't, I don't even think they got back to the line of scrimmage. No gain on the play, so now it's going to be third and about 11 here. Under center is going to be Lobber. And Lobber will put a man in motion as they play with a couple of wingbacks. Now they run that counter to Bombeck. Bombeck will bring it back on that wingback counter out across the 15-yard line, out to about the 18, so a gain of six. But they needed about a dozen, so it's going to be a punting situation here for Shelton. Bombeck, a good, strong runner. He's reminiscent of the Kring for Axtell. Uh, they really want to get him up the middle, but uh, not, not able to unleash him here early. Marsh is back deep to return the punt here for Axtell, and they're going to tuck and go. Shelton's going to run the fake, and it's going to work for him. They've got the first down in traffic here. It's going to be right. Right cuts a back, has two guys miss. Tucks it, has it across the 30. Now the 20. There's a man with an angle, and he's going to be pulled down, saving the touchdown and running all the way across the field to do it is Lane Bertrand. And what a great return there as they went from the 18 all the way across midfield down to about the 15-yard line. So what a turn of events here. Fourth and uh, a little bit of distance. And Wright just tucks the ball and runs. He sees Green on the left side and then cuts it back for a big run. Good job by Lane Bertrand, though, uh, able to get the angle on that quick, uh, loose it back. Gain of 47 on the play. And, again, that's gutsy, but I think it was just a read by the punter, Wright, just to go for it. They're going to hand it off here to Bombeck, who is actually in the uh, fullback position here. He's going to be stopped short of the uh, 10-yard line. I think that's going to be a gain, as they spotted, of about four on the play for Bombeck. The Wildcats have done a good job so far here tonight of not allowing the big play. Uh, And, of course, that's a play that you don't normally expect to see with the punter running the ball. But that's the first big play uh, for Shelton to give him a little bit of momentum here. But the way they were lined up, uh, that was a good read there by Wright, who rushes for 47 yards. We'll set up shop now. They'll put a man in motion. Out of the pistol is going to be Lobber. There's a flag down, and this is going to be a legal procedure or motion or both, I guess, for uh, Shelton. That's going to cost them five yards. And now 
in their best drive of the game after that 47-yard run. They're going to be facing now second and about 12. Yeah, Extel doing a good job here so far of, of not allowing this explosive Shelton offense of getting on the board. Uh, bend but don't break defense, you could call it here. Uh, definitely don't want to break though with the lead 6 to nothing. And you have some momentum, though, if you're Shelton. After that 47-yard run on fourth down, instead of punting the football, you're threatening the score here with 7-12 to go in the second quarter. 6 nothing. Axtell with the lead. Shelton will put a man in motion. They're going to pitch it, pitch it out to Bombeck. Bombeck will uh, make it back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be about it. It was well-diagnosed there by the Wildcats, and leading the charge is Jared Klein. Wildcats not fooled, uh, not surprised by this uh, dual wingback formation Shelton's coming out in here. And again, we were talking about it, eight-man football, you don't often see a couple of wingbacks, but that's exactly what they're doing here. They're having two wingbacks and, and no running backs. Not running backs, of course, but there's uh, no uh, eyeback or fullback behind the quarterback, Marcus Lauber, is actually in the pistol to put a man in motion. And Wright will be the lead blocker here for Lauber. Lauber trying to get on that quarterback sweep, and he's actually going to lose yards, trying to get the uh, corner turned. And again, leading the charge is Lane Bertrand, the guy that made the play on, uh, I guess you'd call it special teams, on that fourth down play. Sterling Wright uh, got the fake there, was supposed to be the lead blocker for Marcus Lauber, uh, but seemed a little bit surprised. Uh, did it pick up a couple key blocks that could have helped Lauber gain a few extra yards? Well, there was a lot of guys out there to block. He couldn't get them all and kind of got pushed back into his quarterback. So it's going to be fourth and about 15 here, and the clock is running, and another timeout's going to be taken here by Shelton. Shelton will call the timeout exactly midway through the second quarter. It is six to nothing, Axtell, and we'll see what Shelton wants to do as they have it at the 19-yard line, facing fourth and 15 after this timeout. We'll be back right after this. You see it every weekend. Teams at every level emphasizing the look of their uniform. Look sharp, play sharp. It's what they're affirming. And Pro Team Design puts any sports apparel style, screen print, or embroidery at your fingertips. In person or online, the latest designs from the widest selection of brands. Look sharp, play sharp with Pro Team Design. 2716 Old Fair Road, Grand Island. Or shop and order online at ProTeamDesign.com. Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dance or door dings, auto glass replacement, a Unicure spray baking boot that simulates factory paint for a quicker dry time and better quality finish. Miller Body Shop in Minden provides all the best products and trained professionals to get your vehicle back on the road and looking as good as it did before. Miller Body Shop is a proud supporter of high school sports. Well, a key fourth and 15 here and under center for Shelton is uh, going to be Lobber. Lobber. He gets it out the right, right halfback pass. Now he's going to scramble. He's going to run to the right side, and he's going to be forced out of bounds short of the 10-yard line. And so the Axdell defense will hold. I wouldn't exactly call that trickery because both Lobber and Wright are the two passers here, but he's able to get out to about the 10-yard line. Gain of nine, but they needed about 15. Yeah, pick your poison there with Wright and Lobber. Both kids can uh, line up and throw the ball. Uh, but that little halfback pass formation, interesting to see them run it to the left, though, as Wright is a right-handed quarterback. He would have been throwing against his body, opted to just tuck the ball and run. Well, and, and again, then he ends up running to his dominant side, and uh, getting there to uh, make the tackle is Tyler Danberg. That's a good play there by the sophomore. So it'll be first and 10 from the 11. Pitch out uh, here to the uh, speedy Gomez. 
And Gomez tries to get the corner turn, runs through one would-be tackler, lost the football, I think. At least that's what Shelton was acting like on that far side. But, no, they're going to say he held on to it. And uh, I think they're just excited that they closed the gap there because it looked like Gomez had some room to run, but he ends up gaining five on the play. Good, good-looking block by uh, Colton Trampy, the uh, big six-foot, 210-pound senior there. Uh, really opened up a hole uh, for the Axtell Wildcat running back. Gomez has carried it 11 times. Kring has also carried it 11. And they're going to go with the pistol, both of those guys off of either shoulder. And they're going to hand it off right side here for Kring. Kring puts his head down, brings it across after a gain of six, and he'll move the sticks. Good play action there. Had uh, the Shelton linebackers really frozen their spots. Uh, so good, good, good play call by the Wildcats. And so the uh, Cats are able to uh, move the sticks. So the chain gang out there moving the chains just like Carney Towing and Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home, Carney Towing and Repair. So first and ten here for Axtell. Inside of five minutes to go in the second quarter. Six-nothing Cats. High snap. Head off here to Bertrand. Bertrand is just going to go right up the middle. I think he wanted to bounce it more off, off the uh, guard there, but goes right up the middle, and he's going to gain about three. As uh, leading through there and driving some blockers away is Colton Trampy to lead the blocking here for Axtell. Danielle Romero will get a good push uh, on this near side uh, for the Shelton Bulldogs, corralled part of that run, uh, forcing it back to the middle. So Jared Bertrand will come out there after a gain of two on the play, and it'll be second and eight. And as again, they rotate a lot of backs here at Axtell. And they're going to pitch the ball out here for Jared Klein. Klein with a flag down will try to get the edge and a good open field tackle uh, out there for Jesus Gomez. And uh, I don't know who taught Jesus Gomez had a tackle, but my hat's off because as a freshman, he shows great form out there. And there is a flag down, and I think that's probably going to be a hold on Axtell. Yeah, you're talking about Gomez. Really knows what he's doing. Uh, the Bulldogs attacking aggressively there. Um, coming from the back side, that's where we saw the hold call. Uh, that hold really allowed that play to develop because the Bulldogs were in the backfield quick. They're in the fourth quarter in Grand Island as on KICS. It's Adam Central with a 28 to nothing lead over GICC. And out west, number three, Cardi Catholic with a 22-14 lead over Mitchell. That game is over on KXPN. Little play action pass and wide open to the outside. Here's Gomez. Gomez makes the catch, makes one man miss, and he's going to bring it out to about the 38-yard line. Great play fake, and that's going to be a gain of 20 on the play. First time we've seen Gomez really unleashed out here on this wide side, having some space. Uh, heck of a play, though, by Marcus Lauber, uh, basically running down. He had the angle, but he ran down that uh, Class D returning 100-meter state champion. And again, it, it, great ball fake. Everybody kind of bit on it, and uh, you get Gomez out in space, and really, uh, you got to think Shelton's comfortable with just a 20-yard lead run there. Pass out on the right side, off the, uh, the right side, going off the edge is going to be Creighton Kring, and Kring, again, hard run, gain of nine. A little slow to get up, but I'm not sure if it's because he's banged up. He's just kind of really cherishing the fact that he's getting all these carries and really consistently getting good yardage on it. Yeah, and again, he's, he's got carries of eight and a couple of fours and five and ten and six, and that one was nine. It'll set up now. We'll call it a long one here out of the pistol formation. A little bit of movement up front as they snapped it to Jared Bertrand, who's playing quarterback at the moment was trying to hand it off here to uh, Klein. And uh, it's going to be a movement here for Axtell, so that's going to cost them five yards. So about six and a half to go now on second down with three and a half to go in the first half. 
6-0 Axtell with now the clock moving again at 327. Been a quick moving first half. Both teams have predominantly thrown, uh, run the ball. We've had more passes than I thought we were going to have, though. Yeah, didn't think we'd see any passes really here in the first half. Um, but both teams trying to, uh, I suppose, not necessarily trick the other team, but show, show a different look early on in the game. So coming in at quarterback here is going to be Jake Marsh. Marsh, and uh, I don't think they got it. Oh, well, they got the timeout. The near official here says they got the timeout, so they're going to pick up that flag. Another timeout in this one. The timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 94. They're located where you need us, specializing in you. We'll take a quick break here. 3.03 to go in the second quarter. 6 nothing Axtell. They'll have it now second and about six and a half. We come back after this. Since 1902, Carrier has been inventing new ways to make people comfortable. And today, comfort can also mean efficiency. Because being more efficient with your home heating can mean spending less on it. And that's something everyone can get comfortable with. If you're ready for Carrier Comfort, now you can get cool cash rebates of up to $1,650 on a new system. Carrier, turn to the experts. Turn to the experts at Anderson Brothers and Kearney at 308-236-6437 or Holdridge at 308-995-4481. So second and about six and a half here for Axtell. They're going to go out of the uh, pistol formation, and they'll hand it off right side here for Kring. Kring puts his head down after turning the edge, and he'll go right up that sideline and gain about about five and a half, six. They're going to be short of the first down here. But again, it's going to be third and very manageable for Axtell. Well, he didn't get the spot I thought he would. He's still about two yards short. Kring, not that guy that's going to beat you with his legs necessarily like Gomez would, but really a physical running back. Uh, he'll, he'll run through you, certainly. Well, at 6'4", he just gets those strides, those long legs are going here. Second and about two, hard run there by Gomez right up the middle. It, it, speed is also power, and he hit that hard, hole very hard, got it out to the 30-yard line. That's a gain of three, and that's going to move the sticks again. It'll be first and 10 from the 30-yard line here for Axtell. Really good methodical drive here by that Wildcats. Uh, the drive they scored on much the same way. Carney Catholic now with a 35-20 lead at Mitchell. That game is in the second quarter on KXPN. Pitch out here for Gomez. Gomez will bring it across the 30-yard line down to about the 29. So on first down, Gomez gains only about one. That was well-diagnosed, and they had a meeting at the uh, running back between uh, Remington Wright and Jesus Gomez, a couple of real good football players. Yeah, Remington Wright has really been all over the field here early uh, in this ball game. He's their key. He's got the most tackles for the Shelton Bulldogs, so it's not surprising. Yeah, and again, he's, he's got a big part of a lot of those tackles. Tight formations, a couple of tight ends, a little pitch fake. Wright's going to throw it up on the right side, had Danberg, but it falls incomplete. Just a little miscommunication there on the timing, similar to uh, an earlier pass play we've seen by the Wildcats. Uh, I tell you what, if, these, uh, if Marsh could connect on some of these throws, uh, we'd be seeing a lot of big plays downfield. Yeah, it really would open things up with that running game because both teams really, as we know, bread and butter for both squads is running the football. But with a minute 45 to go, uh, I think Axtell wants to get a little bit of a bigger play in there. But, again, they stopped the clock when they moved the sticks. So I don't think Axtell has to worry too much about time here. They have to face the fact that it's third and nine and pressure coming for Marsh. Marsh is just going to run and get what he can, and that's going to be back to the line of scrimmage. He wanted to do a little play-action pass, but Shelton collapsed that pocket very effectively, and back to the line of scrimmage and no more is Jake Marsh. Yeah, good blitz drawn up there by Jeff Pohl. Uh, it could have been a big play down the sideline, um, but Marsh really felt the pressure, tried tucking and running it, 
uh, and was stopped. Really, he had guys open, but there was no way that he was going to be able to find him with the amount of pressure that the Bulldogs were able to, draw, to uh, dial up there. So it's going to be fourth and just short of 10 yards to go here. And the clock is still moving here with a minute five to go in the second quarter. Pistol formation. That quarterback is Marsh. He's looking to throw. He's going to throw it on that left side. It's going to be caught. Danberg's got it. He's trying to get the pylon. Did he get it? No, he's just out. He hit the pylon, but he's just short of the touchdown. What a great pass. And it's complete. A gain of 29. And Axtell just outside the goal line. Marcus Lauber there defending. Uh, yeah, it was really just a foot race there. Lauber did a good job, though, of saving that touchdown uh, because it looked like it could have been good. Usually they hit the pylon, and that's a touchdown, but they're going to say he was just out of bounds, so they're going to go eye formation with 54 seconds left here. And a timeout going to be taken by Shelton, their final timeout of the first half, brought to you by ENT Positions of Kearney, and we'll take the timeout as well. 54 seconds to go here in the first half. 6 nothing Axtell, but the Wildcats have it first and goal. We come back. If you're a grower looking for big yield, start with Pioneer brand Y-Series soybeans. And don't forget to ask your Pioneer sales professional about the Pioneer premium seed treatment options that can help your soybeans stand up to the toughest growing conditions. Why go anywhere else for your entire soybean seed needs? To learn more about your seed treatment options for your farm, contact Tom or Jamie Madsen of Madsen Seed in Minden, your local Pioneer sales representative today. Pioneer, science with service, delivering success. Well, Axtell uh, with a big play. They set it up now first and goal at the, well, actually inside the one-yard line. And in a sense, that may not be that bad of a deal for Axtell if they can get the touchdown here because it forced Shelton to call a timeout. It's going to limit the amount of options Shelton will have once they get their hands on the ball. Yeah, Shelton really selling out here. They really want to keep Axtell out of, out of the end zone. Klein is in the eye, but the quarterback's going to keep it, and there's room there for Marsh. Marsh didn't need much, and he got a full yard. He's got the touchdown. Quarterback keeper there by Jake Marsh. He's got a one-yard quarterback sneak. Yeah, one of those deals, you get up to the line of scrimmage, you see where the gap is, you tap your center left or right, let him know where you're going, uh, and he tapped the right way, found the uh, open hole. Yeah, that may very well have been a read right there by the quarterback, and a good read it was because uh, Jake Marsh got in comfortably there. And now, after uh, missing the uh, kick earlier, they're going to go for two here. Go with two tight ends, go with the I formation, and they're going to hand the ball right up the middle and trying to drive through there is uh, going to be Kring, and Kring is short. So the try for two is no good. Score remains now 12 to nothing. Axtell, after a five points bank touchdown, all of our touchdowns brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. 50 seconds to go before halftime, 12-0 Axtell. Wildcats will kick off to Shelton. We come back after this. The First Bank and Trust in Minden. Relationship banking is what they do. Stop in and talk to the professionals about your business, personal, and ag banking needs. Enjoy the small-town touch with everything you need from a bank. Minden's First Bank and Trust is a leader in mobile banking with state-of-the-art remote deposit right from your smartphone, keeping up with technology to make your banking easier. Minden's First Bank and Trust, what you'd expect from a friend. Member FDIC. Good luck, athletes. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost, quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. 
And welcome back here. A little bit of a pooch onside kick here for Axtell. Takes a good bounce. Oh, Axtell had a chance, but on the bounce picking up here is going to be Ben Bombeck. Bombeck running free, and they're going to wrap him up at about the uh, 28-yard line. Rolling the dice a little bit is Axtell, and it almost worked for him. They had somebody that actually had their hands on the ball, couldn't come up with it, and then a big hop set up Bombeck, and then Bombeck had a little bit of space, but Axtell makes the tackle. So it'll be first and 10 with 45 seconds to go from the 28-yard line, and Shelton will just go in under center and just hand it off on that left side and just try to push their way forward. They're going to end up gaining about five, five yards on the play as they hand the ball off uh, to the fullback, just going right up the middle, and good hard running there by Ben Bombeck. Yeah, Coach Dean Marsh really holding his hat on uh, this defense. Had confidence his defense could stop this Shelton Bulldog team, and yeah, rolled the dice trying to get a little action going uh, before halftime. Now remember, the Bulldogs have used up all their timeouts. Clock's still running here with 14 seconds left. They're just going to hand the ball up right up the middle and in spaces right, right down the sideline. Does somebody have an angle? He's at the 10, the 5. He gets ahead of everybody and in for a touchdown. My, oh, my, Braden Gomez in right in a foot race, and Wright came out on top. So that's the second 47-yard run for Sterling Wright. That one, with four seconds to go in the half, gives them their first points of the ballgame. And just a, just a handoff on that left side, got the, 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 the lead guys blocked, got the edge and down the sideline, and he outran the defenders and takes it in for a 47-yard scamper. Wow, what a big play here for Shelton at the end of the second quarter. In under center is going to be Lobber. Lobber looking to throw. He's got a man open in the end zone and throws it a little bit too high. It falls incomplete, so the try for two is no good. And with 4.1 seconds to go, a beautiful five-points bank touchdown by Sterling Wright, who's got 94 yards in two big runs. He's got over 100 yards uh, on the night. And uh, Wright hits, uh, hits lightning here with a five-points bank touchdown late. All they had to do was make a tackle with no timeouts left. Shelton would not have been able to do anything if somebody would have been able to keep him in bounds. Yeah, it's one of those plays that you're almost, you know, it's just a typical play you run. It's a normal play you'd run on a, you know, if you got eight minutes left to go, uh, just really trying not to lose the ball here. Uh, but <laughs> hats off to Wright, uh, Sterling Wright making a play out of it uh, and got found himself in a foot race. Gomez almost seemed like he had the angle uh, and it was Wright and Gomez uh, but uh, Wright just outlasted him. Well, Wright has some speed, too, and they didn't quite have the angle necessary. And Elaine Bertrand was one of those guys that made that big tackle on the previous 47-yard run, but he didn't quite have a good enough angle here as Sterling Wright goes 47 yards with four seconds left. And the folks from Shelton are feeling a, a little bit better about themselves because they've really been dominated in the first half. But with that touchdown, they've got momentum. And remember, they're going to get the ball first to start the second half. Yeah, all it takes is one big play to swing that momentum. Uh, yeah, and like you said, Shelton's got to really feel, be feeling good about themselves uh, scoring before the half. So now they'll kick off, and they'll kind of do a little pooch kick. It's bouncing around, and picking it up on the uh, bounce here is going to be Dustin Klingsporn. Klingsporn, a, a punt returner, so he's comfortable with that, even though he's one of the upbacks. And he'll bring it across the 30-yard line, and there's 1.7 seconds left to go here. So it's going to be one of two things, either the kneel or I think we're going to see just how far they can throw the football. My guess is a kneel or maybe just a fullback dive. Yeah, never bad to play it smart, especially with the lead to go into the halftime. Go in there, reevaluate, tell you guys, hey, we got this. They are going to go in under center. 
And it does kind of look like it's going to be the kneel, and that's exactly what it's going to be. So that is going to do it. A big play late in the second quarter here for Shelton. Cuts the Axtell lead in half. The two teams run in, well, I can't say the locker rooms, are running into their respective end zones here in Axtell. And it is a 12-6 lead for the Wildcats. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Axtell 12, Shelton 6 when we come back to Axtell right after this. The Clipper is happy to sponsor our local teams on the radio. You can also read about this event and all other accomplishments on our Gibbon, Wood River, Shelton, and Centura students in the Clipper. We are proud of our schools and help celebrate success in the pages of the Clipper every week. Subscribe to the Clipper today. Visit clipperpubco.com for more information. Like, follow, and share us on Facebook. We give away free picture downloads from our weekly picture gallery. Our towns, our people. The Clipper. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Miller Body Shop in Minden is your collision specialist. They offer paintless dent repair, great for hail dance or door dings, auto glass replacement, a Unicure spray baking boot that simulates factory paint for a quicker dry time and better quality finish. Miller Body Shop in Minden provides all the best products and trained professionals to get your vehicle back on the road and looking as good as it did before. Miller Body Shop is a proud supporter of high school sports. And welcome back here. It's uh, time now for the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. So let's give you kind of the uh, scoring summary first. Uh, Axtell got the first two touchdowns. They had a very impressive drive to start the game. Jake Marsh finished it with a pass to Tyler Danberg from seven yards out. The uh, kick was no good. It was six to nothing, Axtell, at that point. Uh, and then Axtell, uh, very late in the second quarter, was able to punch it in. Jake Marsh this time with a one-yard sneak after the long pass set him up at the one-yard line. Marsh was able to sneak it in. It was 12 to nothing with 50 seconds to go in the second quarter. They tried the onside kick and um, almost worked, but Shelton was able to get their hands on the ball and really just trying to run out the clock. They decided to go off, uh, can't say off tackle, but off to that left side, uh, just inside the defensive end, and Sterling Wright found the sideline, and he takes it in from 47 yards out, and with no timeouts left, Shelton was able to score with four seconds to go before halftime. Their two-point conversion was no good, but Shelton was able to cut the lead in half here, 12-6, to and that's where we are at intermission. Randy Bushcutter and Ryan Dahlgren here with you. And this is a, a game so far that you, you look at, it just kind of feel the things. Axtell is kind of dominated, and probably 12 nothing would be an appropriate halftime score. So in a way, Shelton has to feel pretty good about themselves being down by only six with that big play. Yeah, Shelton's really got to be happy that they got some momentum going into halftime. Uh, you know, you're going to see adjustments both teams. Both teams are going to be coming out firing. But this gives a little extra edge to Shelton, you got to think. Um, scoring when uh, neither team really thought they'd have the time to score. Uh, but Axtell, uh, hats off to their defense. Well, really, both defensive defenses have been doing a great job 
of limiting the big plays outside of uh, Sterling Wright's two big runs. We've really not seen much. Uh, Braden Gomez got loose on one uh, little flare screen pass. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see if Axel tries to get it to Gomez, but uh, Kring has been doing an excellent job uh, for the Wildcats as well. Uh, he's been doing a bulk of the uh, carrying uh, alongside Gomez. Yeah, he's had uh, the most success. He's got uh, more yards than uh, everybody else, and we'll take a look at uh, those numbers here in just a few moments. Let's get you uh, updated on some scores from across the state. Some of this will be from earlier today, and some of it will be from uh, yesterday because everybody's kind of avoiding the, the Husker. And I won't say everybody, but a fair number of people are avoiding the Husker game uh, here tonight. But uh, let's get you updated on what happened yesterday, an easy win for Carney High, the number seven Bearcats win at number ten Millard North, forty-two to nothing, yesterday. Ninth-ranked Grand Island right now being shut out at Millard South, fourteen to nothing. That game is in the second quarter. In Class B, number three York with a thirty-five-seven lead against Sydney. That's in the second quarter at last report. Uh, a final. Uh, Aurora with a 56-27 win at Crete. And Grand Island Northwest won this afternoon at Holdridge, 42-12. The Vikings are rated number 10 in the state. In Class C1, Adams Central with a 28-7 uh, lead in the fourth quarter over on KICS Radio. And out west, Carney Catholic now with a 36. It said 35 earlier, so that must have been incorrect earlier. But they've got a 36-27 lead at halftime at Mitchell, so a lot of offense uh, going on in that one, and again, that's over on KXPN or live at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Uh, Ashland Greenwood being shut out at number six Fairbury, 28 to nothing in the first quarter. They're in the second in Gothenburg with the Swedes lead Broken Bow, 14 to six. Minden on the road at Cozad losing to the Haymakers, 16 to six in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, uh, a lot of attention in this one. Number nine Boone Central Newman Grove with a 14 to eight lead in Ord against the Chanticleer. That game was in the second quarter. Nebraska City last night with a 54-7 win at Twin River. That was yesterday. In Class C2, number eight, Sutton at Cross County, and the Mustangs with a 46 to nothing lead in the second quarter. That looks like that'll have a running clock. No score between Donovan Trumbull and St. Cecilia at halftime over in Hastings. That's on KHAS Radio, also at PlatteRiverPreps.com. At Shelby Rising City, uh, Fillmore Central is trailing 7 to 14 in the second quarter. Number six, Arcadia Loop City with a 24 nothing lead over Centura there at halftime. In the second quarter, Wood River and Southern Valley still looking for their first points of the ball game. Gibbon had no problem at Sandy Creek, uh, a final of 57-7 to in that one, because that would speed up a little bit with a running clock. Uh, Elm Creek in Class D1, they have a 32-0 lead at Amherst in the second quarter. Also in the second, McCool Junction trails in Superior 22-13. to Overton at home with a 26-14 lead over Bertrand. South Loop with a 29-0 lead over Ravenna. South Loop, number seven in the state. Number 10, Heartland and Thayer Central. No report in that one yet. And yesterday, Kennesaw, number five in the state, scoring 82 against Franklin and holding on for an 82-7 win. That's a lot of points. Uh, Medicine Valley yeah, at Southwest wins at 42-6 there in Bartley. And Cambridge at home, no problem with Alma, 72-6. In Class D1, number six, Lawrence Nelson with a... Uh, uh, 18 to 14 lead at number four Blue Hill. That game is in the second quarter, and right here at halftime, it is Axtell with a 12 to six lead over Shelton at intermission. 
Yesterday, a final, Central Valley over Ansley Litchfield, 58-30. And in six-man action, we've got a final for you, Silver Lake at home against Maywood uh, Hay Center, a final of 76-12. And so that gets you updated on uh, all the scores that we have for you. And uh, we'll uh, remind you that uh, here on the uh, network of stations, we've got the scores for you. And the Simonson Agency, your farmer's insurance agent in Kearney, has you covered for home, life, and auto insurance. See them in Kearney in the strip mall just west of Apple Market. We're still tolling up some numbers. We'll have our halftime statistics here for Axtell and Shelton with the Wildcats at home here in Axtell with a 12-6 lead in intermission. We'll take a look at the numbers right after this. Insure your home, auto, life, and business with us through Auto Owners Insurance. When you need an insurance agency that you can trust, call RAI of Nebraska in Ravana. Get the best coverage possible to protect what needs protected in your life. Not just an insurance agent, your friend. They will provide low-cost, quality protection and claim service that is second to none. Best of luck to all the area athletes from RAI of Nebraska with a location near you. Stadler Implement in Minden carries a full line of Kubota tractors and mowers. Over the years, Kubota has been committed to providing durable and reliable machinery to farmers, construction workers, and everyday people. From B-Series tractors to premium lawn tractors, Stadler carries them. Providing quality doesn't have to be expensive, thanks to Kubota and Stadler Implement. Located on East Highway 6 in Minden, go see Carl and the gang. You'll be satisfied with the service you get. And welcome back here to Axtell as the Wildcats have a 12-6 lead over the Shelton Bulldogs. And let's give you our, uh, our summary that we have statistically so far here in the ballgame. We'll begin, first of all, for Shelton. Sterling Wright has four rushes, excuse me, five rushes for 103 yards. One was on fourth down when he decided to tuck and go when he was in punt formation. That went for 47 yards, and then with four seconds to go before halftime with no timeouts left, he was able to scamper all the way across midfield in for the touchdown for another 47 yards. So if you were to take those 94 yards away off of those two plays, Shelton's numbers would not be very good at all. But as it is, Wright has five rushes for 103 yards. Marcus Lauber has carried the ball three times for a negative two yards, and Ben Bombeck has carried the ball five times for 16 yards. So all told here, uh, Shelton has run for 117 yards. They've thrown three passes. All three have been incomplete. So they have 117 yards of total offense. And as we mentioned, 94 of those coming on those two big plays by Sterling Wright. Meanwhile, for Axtell, Braden Gomez has carried the ball 13 times for 32 yards. They've kept him hemmed in pretty well. Jared Bertrand has one carry for two yards. Creighton Kring has carried it 14 times for 65 yards. Jake Marsh has uh, three carries for two yards. One of those was a one-yard quarterback uh, sneak. And Jared Klein has carried the ball three times for 21 yards. So all told here for Axtell, they have 122 yards of rushing. But they've uh, made some hay in the air as well as uh, they uh, are three of six in the air with Jake Marsh. Three of six for 56 yards and a touchdown. So for Axtell, they're just a little bit short of 190 yards of total offense. And again, for Shelton, they've got about half of that or so. And uh, the vast majority of that came on those two big plays. So for the most part, Axtell has done a nice job of shutting down Shelton. And Shelton, tip your hat to him. You've been kind of controlled, and you're down by only six points, and you have the momentum, and you're going to have the football to start the second half. 
Yeah, the uh, Bulldogs will be licking their chops when they get the ball coming out of halftime here. They've got a lot of momentum. Uh, on the flip side of things, you gotta you got to expect Dean Marsh is really telling his guys, hey, we've done a good job of limiting the big plays. We've only allowed two so far. But, guys, we got to really shut down that right kid. He's doing us in. Uh, let's key in on him, and let's eliminate the big plays and get a few of our own here in the second half. So far, he's been the one guy that's really been kind of keeping things uh, uh in check for him out there and keeping them in this ball game. But again, you have to look at how Axtell has played defense throughout the course of the first half. They look very, very good defensively. And Shelton, uh, come on. I mean, this is a pretty good offense here for Axtell. And Shelton's done a nice job of holding them to only two scores. Yeah, Shelton's defense has really uh, been a resilient defense here. They've been fooled a few times on some uh, play action passes, but. Uh, you know, when they have been in coverage, they've been doing a good job. Their linebackers are doing a great job of flowing and hats off to Remington Wright, uh, the linebacker for the Shelton Bulldog team. This kid has been all over the place making tackles uh, on the far side, making tackles on the near side, uh, just making tackles wherever tackles need to be made, really. Well, we'll give you a quick little plug here. Don't forget that coming up at the conclusion of our post game, and we're uh, going to talk with uh, both head coaches at the conclusion of the game. But after our post game, we'll have the Friday night scoreboard show brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. And if you want to listen to the Husker game, we have that for you also over on the Breeze 94.5. Again, here at halftime, it is 12 to 6. A uh, six point lead here for Axdell. We'll continue with more of the Ravenna Sanitation halftime report right after this timeout. Seed expertise doesn't grow overnight, which is why farmers in Minden and the surrounding area rely on Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative. Depend on Hogemeyer hybrids to provide the right seed for this area. They've lived in the region and studied its tough growing conditions for generations, and they know what thrives here. So call Steve Casper, your Hogemeyer seed representative in Minden today, a proud supporter of high school sports. Hogemeyer seed, seed the right seed. LaserTech has been putting the surf back in service for over 17 years. LaserTech can help you with all your printer needs, new and reconditioned units, multifunction units, and fax machines, or cartridges and accessories for an existing printer. LaserTech technicians are dispatched quickly, utilizing the latest technology, giving you same-day, next-day service. With LaserTech, trouble-free solutions are only a phone call away. Know how to find the right solution for your business. The solution is how LaserTech is helping businesses, doing what can be done every day and welcome back here to axtell you're listening to the ravenna sanitation halftime report the wildcats uh, with a 12 to 6 lead uh, against uh, shelton a beautiful night for football uh, and uh, not a bad crowd considering that there's other distractions shall we say with football fans across the state and uh, the huskers playing on a friday night which uh, it sounds to me is going to be a practice that uh, will be kind of a one and done deal but you know, who knows? We don't have an athletic director, so who knows what can happen next year. As we said, you've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. So doing a good job kicking off all night has been Tyler Danberg. When he's tried to punch it in the end zone for a touchback, that's exactly what he's been able to do. He'll put the foot into it to start the uh, second half here. A little bit of a line drive, which will be taken by the Bulldogs on the bounce. And they'll get to that right side. And almost breaking it out there is uh, going to be, was that Sam Turney? Is that number 24? That's a Remington pretty, Wright, I believe. Yeah, Remington Wright, 34. That yes, makes yes. more sense. And, uh, boy, that, wasn't a, that, that was a hot shot. That one wasn't easy to catch as that was kind of a line drive kick, and he picked it up off of his thigh pads. 
and he was able to just go right up the middle with it. So not bad field position here for Shelton to start the second half as they trail it, as we said, 12-6. to And we'll see if they can get something going here. Now that eye is going to be right, and they're going to hand it off to him. It goes right up the middle, runs through one tackle, one man's left, and an open field tackler is going to be able to force him out of bounds is Bertrand, but that's going to be a nice gain on the play, going all the way from the 29 across midfield, and that's going to be a gain of right at 16. But we were curious to see if Shelton would come out, uh, continuing with that momentum they had coming out of halftime, and Sterling Wright showing that uh, they certainly do got the momentum still. Well, there's that answer. Gain of 16 on first down. Again, I formation, couple of tight ends. They're going to hand it off to the fullback, and just a quick little fullback dive right up the middle, and not much room to run there, but not a bad for play for Bombeck going right up the middle as he gains about three and a half. They're right on schedule. No, yeah, the Shelton Bulldogs really got to like that run. Bombeck's been getting the ball up the middle quite a bit, and a lot of times he's been getting met at the line of scrimmage, able to push it forward for about a three-yard gain. Doesn't have to be fancy. You get three every play. These teams probably, if they're facing fourth and one, would go for it, so that would probably work. Eye formation again. This time they hand off the right, and he's got a seam. Puts a stiff arm down, runs through one tackle. Bertrand is going to pull him down after he gets across the 25, down to about the 24. That's a gain of nine here for right. Heck of a block by Leroy Garcia on the far side. Uh, he's the one that really opened that hole up. You can see he got taken out, substituted, but he was pumped going off to the uh, to the uh, sideline. Oh, let me back in there, coach. Let me back in there. <laughs> you didn't want to come out. That's right. what it was. Absolutely not. First and ten here from the 24. One of the the best looking drive here for Shelton in the game. And they're going to hand the ball off to right, right on that left side. He's going to be hit in the backfield. That's good work defensively there by Kring. But he's still going to get out to about uh, three yards. There was a hole there. And if Kring doesn't get there, that might have been a big play. Axtell's done a good job uh, as Shelton's driving this ball, though. Uh, Axtell, or excuse me, Shelton had the ball uh, a couple of times uh, down in uh, Axtell's territory. But Axtell's doing a good job of uh, digging their heels in, playing good, solid defense. But there is a spring in the step here of the Bulldogs as they continue to drive. Hand off right up the middle for Bombeck, and Bombeck going to be stood up at the 20-yard line. That's going to be no gain on the play at all. And coming up from the bottom of the pile, the guy that made the pile is going to be Colton Trampy. Yeah, Colton Trampy been all over the place on offense and defense here. A big, strong, physical guy, but he can also move. Uh, got in the backfield a little penetration there to stop Bombeck. So the Wildcats are stiffening their necks here a little bit as it's going to be now third and a long six here for the Bulldogs, who again will go with two tight ends, eye formation. Bombeck is the uh, fullback, right the tailback, and they're going to run a little counterplay here to Romero, and Romero's going to lose a few yards. Wildcats were ready for that one, and making the tackle out in space is going to be Kring. Yeah, Creighton Kring not fooled at all there. Uh, he got through. Uh, sometimes you see guys that get through to the second level uh, of the offense really bite down on a play fake, but he wasn't fooled. He was sitting there ready to make that tackle. That was the fifth carry of the season here for Daniel Romero, and uh, now he's down to only eight yards on the year after losing six on that one. So it's going to be fourth and about 11. Now the pistol here is going to be a lobber. They'll break that pistol, put a man in motion. That's going to be right. Right there, he's the intended target as they're looking the right side, but then he's going to throw it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete, and they're going to throw a flag on the play as he was being double-teamed, went back for the ball, and the defenders did not, so it is going to be pass interference as they're looking for Romero. He had a defender off of either shoulder. He went back to the ball. Wildcats didn't find the ball, ran into him. That's an unfortunate pass interference, but it is the right call. 
Yeah, absolutely. Those, those are those calls that, you know, you want to call it bad luck, but it is the rule of the game. I tell you what, though, that ball almost didn't even get released. Tyler Danberg was blitzing off this near side and nearly got to Marcus Lauber, uh, but Lauber threw a pretty good ball. Uh, of course, pass interference is the result, though, of the throw. So a nice throw there by Lauber just to get it off and to make that pass inter- interference call possible. It's not an automatic first down, but it was enough uh, yards there to get the first down. So it will be first and 10 from about the 12-yard line here for Shelton as they get the conversion on fourth down because of the pass interference call. Lobbers under center, eye formation, two tight ends, hand off the right, right with a little seam off that left side, and he's going to end up gaining about seven on the play. Just a, a quick hitter there for Sterling Wright. And in the first half, here were Wright's runs, not counting the 47-yarders, okay? Zero, zero, and nine here in the second half. Got 16, nine, three earlier, and a nice little gain of seven here. So they're having a lot more success with Wright here in the second half. Yeah, really keying in on that left side. Uh, interesting to see if they go back there again. And again, two tight ends. Again, eye formation. And again, Lobber is under center. Again, the hand off the right. Again, off that left side. And he's going to have it close to a, enough for the first down. We'll call that a gain of about four on the play. And we'll see when they unstack it whether or not they got the first down. They're going to be about the length of the football short here. Axel really not wanting to give up another touchdown here because you know, continuing Shelton really wants to continue this momentum. Axel's really been dominating the game. If they get a stop here, that'll be a huge statement for the Wildcats. Well, it's inside the four-yard line. They've got to get down, you know, about another three-quarters of a yard here. It's third down, and they sprint up to the line, does lobber. They get set, hand off to Bombeck. Bombeck spins. He's driving toward the goal line, has the first down, and has the touchdown. He was a whirling dervish there, was Ben Ben Bombeck getting the five-points bank touchdown from three yards out. Yeah, Bombeck rumbling, bumbling, stumbling there uh, to get the touchdown. Uh, The Axel Wildcats were trying to strip that ball away there. Uh, you got to wonder if they were focusing on making the tackle instead of the strip, if they would have stopped him from getting the end zone. But nonetheless, it's a Bombeck touchdown. Well, Bombeck was really running well behind those pads. So we're deadlocked at 12, a two-point conversion here. And... Again, the Wildcats here trying to protect the lead, and they're going to hand off here to Wright. Wright trying to get the edge. He's going to dive into the end zone for the two-point conversion. So the two points there for Wright on the conversion, and that's the difference in the ball game. After the five points bank touchdown, a two-point conversion here for Wright, and it's now 14-12. to Shelton with their first lead of the ball game with 8.04 to go here in the third quarter. We'll take a quick break. Back to Axtell right after this. Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company of Axtell is a proud supporter of high school sports. See Scandinavian Mutual today to see how they can get you the best rates for property and personal liability insurance. They have been providing insurance solutions to their customers in South Central Nebraska since 1885. They are now also writing auto insurance policies through AAA. Contact the professionals at Scandinavian Mutual Insurance Company in Axtell today. Toll free at 800-874-9443. That's 800-874-9443. 9443. It's never too late for Enzone to increase your nitrogen efficiency this year. Enzone is designed to manage your nitrogen no matter what time you decide to apply your fertilizer. With Enzone's wide application window, you can even add Enzone at side dress time. 
Anytime you're going to apply nitrogen to your crops, you need to add Enzone. Talk to your local fertilizer and chemical dealer. Ask them to add Enzone to your fertilizer. If they don't handle Enzone Synergizer NutriPack, visit Mid Nebraska Chemicals at www.mncag.com. And the kickoff here for Shelton. They're going to give off on the left side. It goes off of the upback's hands and out of bounds. So the kick goes out of bounds, but first it was touched by Axtell, so that's where the ball is going to be dead. It's about where we'd be if it was a touchback, as they will spot it at about the 15-yard line. So the penalty flag was thrown on the play. I don't think it should be, you know. I believe it was touched. See, that's what I think, too, but they're talking it out on the field. here. If it's touched, that's not a kick out of bounds. Yep, and I believe that's what they're going to say here. So just talking it out, the officials are here. So the White Hat is having the uh, meeting out there, and they're looking to see where it went out of bounds. And that's where they're going to spot the ball. Yeah, it'll be at the 15-yard line. They're going to pick up that flag. I believe it was a case where you, ha- you yeah, threw the flag. Yeah, they're waving it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you threw the flag just because, just in case. Uh, but, yeah, we, we well, saw that. And it could be that the side official that saw the ball go out of bounds was looking at other stuff and didn't see the fact that it was touched, and the rest of the guys get together and said, no, it was touched. <laughs> and then that's when you wave it off. So. They got it together. They got the call right. So the officials, who I think have done a nice job, I told them I'd say that if it was true, <laughs> and they've done a nice job here so far. First and 10 from the 15, Axdell down for the first time tonight. They jumped out to a 12 nothing lead, and now they trail it now 14-12 to with 8.03 to go here in the third quarter. They're going to go out of the uh, pistol formation. High snap, Marsh gets it, and uh, Marsh is uh, going to hand it off here and just some hard running. Right up the middle for Gomez. Gomez known for his speed, but you got strong legs if you can generate that kind of speed. He actually was hitting the backfield and was able to pull the pile forward for a gain of maybe a half yard. That should have been a three-yard loss. Yeah, his upper body was moving maybe a half mile an hour, but if you were just looking at his legs, they were moving about a, a mile a minute. Uh, Gomez, a really powerful running back for the Axel Wildcats. That would be a pretty good time. That would be a pretty good time in that as well, which is probably the pace he has when he won the uh, state championship there in in track. Hand off here to Kring off the left side. Kring will take it just right over the top of where that uh, tight end was, and he's going to gain about two on the play. That closed up pretty nicely there by the Shelton defense. A little thunder and lightning action here, giving it to Gomez, the speedy back, uh, and then giving it to the powerful back in Kring. uh, But brings up a third and long here. Uh, Axtell, in four-down territory, it seems like for most of this game, though, they're, they're, they don't want to punt the ball. Yeah, and again, Axtell had a lot of success running the ball in the first half, and so far, first drive of the second half, Shelton's done a pretty good job here. It's going to be third and seven, pistol formation. They fake the handoff, looking to pass his Marsh. Marsh, with pressure coming, will run, and he's going to be tackled, and he was pulled down by a face mask here. One official saw it. They had the same angle we had up here at the press box. As they pulled him down by the face mask, I think this is going to be the 15-yard variety and not the 5-yard variety. Yeah, it is going to be the 15-yard variety, and that will be more than enough for the first down. Yeah, uh, good job uh, by Jake Marsh just staying alive. Um, and You know, he was really trying to make something happen. Wasn't going to get the first down running the ball, but fortunate there to get uh, you know, the face mask call to keep this drive alive. 99 times out of 100, when a kid pulls a face mask, or this is true in college and pro as well, if they pull the face mask, they don't mean to. Oh, yeah. So they didn't mean to, but they when you move the head that much and they moved it down so it was relatively safe, 
you've got to throw the 15-yarder, and that's what the officials did there. So 15-yard penalty, and now looking to throw here is going to be Marsh. Marsh sets up the screen, gets it to Bombeck. Bombeck has a blocker. There's a flag down, another flag, and Bombeck's going to take it to the house, but there's three flags thrown at the point of attack where the block was made, and uh, they throw their hands in the air, but it's clear this is going to be uh, an illegal block that they call here on Axtell, and that's going to negate the touchdown. That was a really good job by the Axtell Wildcat uh, receiver to get to get out in space because it seemed like that screen play uh, was really swallowed up, um, but speedy enough to get out there, but unfortunately it's going to be coming back. And I think the guy defensively that made the play there was Remington Wright, who made a good diagnosis, put himself in a position where he's the reason there was a hold there. If Wright doesn't diagnose that, if he doesn't have great football instincts, that was a touchdown because it was a great call. And uh, he was the one that kind of blew that up, forced the holding penalty. So it's going to be your ever-so-rare first and 14 after the spot foul here. They fake the handoff, throw it off here to the left side, and the nice pass, but it's going to be dropped here by Axtell, and it's going to be now second and 14 after the incompletion and a ball that should have been caught. Yeah, one of those cases where you're either you're looking to make something after the catch or you hear someone, uh, might have been a little bit of both there because Bertrand had a little bit of space, um, but just dropped the ball, unfortunately. Well, it was thrown behind a little bit, but if you catch it and you got that pivot, the defense probably would have been out of your back pocket, and then you really would have had somewhere to go. So in that sense, it wasn't a poorly thrown ball, but it was a little bit harder for the tight end to be able to handle there. So second and 14 here after a couple of missed opportunities. Marsh looking to throw, and this time he'll get it out here, and it's going to be caught in stride by Lane Bertrand. And Bertrand with a good hard run after the catch, and he's going to end up gaining about seven on the play. Not sure if it was the exact same play, but it was definitely the same route run by Lane Bertrand. Uh, he was making no mistake there uh, on that second throw coming his way. So after being uh, second and 14, they get seven and need seven here on third down. So heading back to the huddle is going to be Marsh. And, uh, you know, Jarrett Bertrand played a little quarterback here as well, but it's been Marsh for the most part. But this time it is going to be Bertrand. No, it's Marsh back and under center. They're setting up the screen again. Again caught by Bombeck, and that time it is well diagnosed and the tackle made by Ben Bombeck. Yeah, and quick, that's going to get back line of scrimmage, and that's it. Yeah, quickly snuffed out by Bombeck. Bombeck's got great football instincts, much like uh, both of the Wright brothers. Um, but able to, uh, yeah, snuff that uh, screen play out. It seemed like the exact same play they ran. They broke big. Not able to break it big this time, though. They actually lost about a yard and a half, so it's a uh, punting situation. And back deep is right for Shelton. Good snap. And uh, scrambling out to the right side is Marsh. He's going to kick it, and he's going to kick it away from right, and it's going to roll dead inside the 10-yard line, and it's going to be touched there. And so a, a nice job fielding it, nice job punting. And probably the way that ball was bouncing, a pretty good decision there by Wright just to get away from it. Yeah, Sterling Wright, he looked like he wanted to pick that ball up, but wisely, or but wise to keep the ball on the ground uh, and just take the ball where it lie. Uh, and here we got first and 10 uh, from the uh, Shelton Bulldog 8-yard line. So, again, the Bulldogs who took their opening drive of the second half and their last drive of the first half. That's their two touchdowns. They lead it 14-12. to 12. Their second drive of the second half, they're going to hand it off to Wright. Wright dancing around a little bit. He's still going to be short of the 10-yard uh, line as the line was basically pushed back into the backfield, and he was dancing around after he got crossed that uh, penetration, but uh, still gains only about one yard on the play. Looked impressive, but only a gain of one. Yeah, Sterling Wright's a really elusive back. Uh, he'd love to use those uh, 
little juke moves out in the secondary, uh, but good push by the Axtell Wildcat front three. So Mitchell has scored, so they uh, trail at uh, home against Carney Catholic 36-34 to over on KXPN. Quick hand out to the outside right. He's going to bounce it. He gets out across the 20-yard line, and a good open field tackle there. Just tripped him up as Jake Marsh. Marsh maybe saved about another 50 yards here as he trips him up, and they're short of the 30-yard line. But that's going to be a gain of about 20 on the play for Sterling Wright. Yeah, really just a shoestring tackle there by Marsh. Uh, really glad to get it. Gomez, though, was tracking back. Seemed like he would have had the angle, but we've seen Wright and Gomez almost with a foot race earlier uh, in the ballgame, and Wright uh, came out on top for that one. So it will be first and 10 after that quick hitter, and again, an eyelash away was Wright. He's in the eye formation again, and they're going to hand it off to uh, Bombeck. Not a great handoff. He gets out to the 30-yard line, gains maybe about one on the play. That ball was handed off on his hip. That's good hands there by Ben Bombeck uh, just to control that football and gain one on the play. Yeah, it seemed like a miscommunication. I'm not sure if it was the quarterback uh, or the fullback, Bombeck, uh, that had the miscommunication. But, yeah, Bombeck got the ball off to his side, uh, able to corral it, though, and uh, not lose the ball like you might see on some of those plays. That could have been one of those times where Lobber maybe didn't handle the scent, the uh, snap very well. He t- does here, gives it off to right. Wright has a little bit of a seam, spins, and he's going to be tackled out of bounds. Riding him out there is Jarrett Bertrand. Nice tackle by Bertrand, but it's across midfield, and that's going to move the sticks. Tyler Danberg there almost stripping the ball away, but uh, we've seen Sterling Wright show his speed. Well, he showed his strength there. He pretty much threw Danberg off of him as Danberg was reaching for the ball and gained a few extra yards on it. Yeah, he ends up gaining about 12 on the play, so his last two rushes have been 32 yards. And Remember, this is a kid that's had two 47-yard rushes in the first half, so he is uh, uh, past 150 yards comfortably here in the ballgame. Little counter play, handed off to Wright, right, right up the middle, and he's going to be pulled down after bringing it across the 30-yard line, so that's going to be a gain of eight. Yeah, right. really just churning those legs, churning those legs. I'm not sure if the Axel defense is tired or just slow to get to the spot, uh, but Wright is really chewing up here on this uh, good Shelton Bulldog drive. And Jared Klein is the one that makes the tackle there. But it, as we said, on first down, a gain of eight, so it's going to be second and two. And Wright seems to be running a little bit stronger as the game goes on. Bombeck, the fullback, hand it off to him. He goes right up the middle. He'll stand up one guy. He's going to push, and now the offensive line is going to try to push him forward to get enough for the first down, and the officials indicate that that's exactly the case as he got two yards, and they'll move the sticks here. Yeah, a pile of cats and dogs there. Uh, the dog's able, though, to push the pile past the first down marker. Well, I believe, excuse me, they're well, going to chains out. Yeah, we'll see. I thought the way they, they, they indicated, I thought they were saying that it was enough for the first down, but as it is, the chain gang is bringing out the chains, just like Carney Towing and Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. No matter where, they'll get you home. Carney Towing and Repair, they'll stretch the sticks, and we were right. It is enough for the first down by the length of the football. One of those cases, better safe than sorry as they bring the chain gang out. Uh, or they could just rely on us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm surprised they have it more tonight. <laughs> I uh, am not. <laughs> I am not. They know me too well. So it'll be first and 10 here from about the uh, 27-yard line. And Shelton building a little momentum. Two tight ends, eye formation, rights in the eye, lobber under center. Hand off to right, right up the middle. They had a great blitz, and they're going to make the tackle. The first one there standing him up was Colton Trampy, and then cleaning it up is Tyler Danberg. Yeah, Colton Trampy really getting a good push there. And I mean really in the backfield instantly. One of those things where he almost he, he, he did. He assisted in that tackle through uh, right backwards, and uh, Danbrook was able to finish off uh, 
what Trampy started. Well, he was trying to avoid him and actually gave up some ground there a little bit. So his forward momentum, he gave up. And it is going to be a loss of about four on the play. Officials doing a nice job of spotting the ball there. Again, I formation, a couple of tight ends. Lobber under center. Hands off to right. And right, again, is going to be hog-tied as he tries to turn the edge there by Danberg. And the uh, 6'3 sophomore is able to uh, throw him down after gaining only of about one on the play. Yeah, seems like a second win here for the Wildcats. They appear to be somewhat lethargic coming out of halftime. Uh, but there's a little bit of pep in their step here on defense now. Uh, they're not wanting to concede to the Bulldogs. Yeah, Trampy and Danberg on that play, I think, gave them a lot of defensive momentum, brought that energy back to them. So they're down by only two. It's 14-12. to 12. Shelton with the lead and the football here. They've got it now third and 13 from just outside the 30-yard line. A couple of tight ends. Fake pitch. Lobber looking to throw. Throws it on that left side, and it's going to be incomplete. Pretty good coverage there. A perfect pass might have been able to be reeled in there by uh, Leroy Garcia. But that was pretty good coverage there by the Wildcats and uh, Jake Marsh. Yeah, Jake Marsh seemed like he was at, you know a half step out of position, but he's quick, and he really made up some ground there. Uh, and had that ball been caught, uh, it would have had to have been a very good pass, like you said. Yeah, again, the good coverage there, but it was thrown and just thrown a little bit too far. It was a small window and uh, hit the top of the windowsill on that pass. So that stops the clock with a minute 47 to go here, and it's going to be fourth down. In punt formation is Sterling Wright. Remember, he went for it on fourth down once before, and he's looking to go here, and he's going to do a little pooch kick as he'll kick it at the 10, and it's going to take a bounce that goes into the end zone for the touchback. Again, not exactly rugby running out there, but he just kind of figured out just going to punch it out there. He was looking to his right to see whether or not he could run, and he ends up punching it with his foot. Not exactly rugby style, but got the roll into the end zone. That was interesting. It almost looked like Wright was willing to stand back there as long as it took him uh, for the for the Axtell Wildcats to come upfield. He was just waiting, 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 and he found the right spot to kick the ball, uh, but just took a Wildcat bounce into the end zone, uh, resetting the uh down here. So they're going to go out of the pistol formation are the Wildcats as they've got it at the 15-yard line. Looking to throw here is going to be Marsh. Marsh into double coverage, throws on that right side, and it's going to be incomplete. A well-thrown ball, but Tyler Danberg couldn't keep it as uh, he had it knocked out of his hands in part there by Marcus Lauber and Ben Bombeck. Yeah, Marcus Lauber, uh, perfectly timed, um, I suppose, tackle. It wasn't didn't need to be a tackle because the pass was incomplete, but you got to say Lobber was really the one to a Well, he didn't complete. It wasn't able to complete because, you know, really it was a tackle in terms of knocking it away, and you got to go all the way to the ground to keep a football. So I formation this time, and they'll hand off right up the middle. Good hard hit here for Jared Klein. Klein cuts back to the inside, almost has enough for the first down. He has a gain of about eight. Didn't get a great spot there on that back official, but uh, that's going to set up now third and manageable here for the Wildcats after a gain of seven there for Klein. Yeah, the Wildcats really wanted a face mask there, uh, but it was a good job by the Bulldogs. They didn't get the face mask. Uh, you can see the official uh, show got the caller got the uh, caller to make the tackle instead of the face mask. About two and a half yards is what they need. They're going to go I formation, handoff right up the middle, and uh, trying to get through there is Gomez. Gomez is met in the hole immediately as they kind of came with a, a run blitz, and filling that hole is Remington Wright. And when that happens, you don't gain a whole lot. There's no gain on the play. No, Remington Wright again making a heck of a play there. Uh, just snuffed out that ball. You'd have expected that to gain a yard or two at least, but no, Wright 
really getting penetration from that middle linebacker spot. So fourth and three, it appears that they're going to go for it. They got two tight ends, eye formation here, fourth and three from their own 24. They fake the handoff, a little quarterback scramble here by Marsh. Marsh puts his head down, and he's got enough for the first down. They dialed up a little uh, bootleg action, and it'll be a gain of four. That's a, a bit of a gutsy play there, and Jake Marsh makes it pay off with a hard run. It seemed like it was slower developing. Uh, he, he ran about 10 yards to gain those uh, two or three that he got, uh, but it was certainly enough for the Axtell Wildcats to keep the drive alive. So with 19.6 to go here in the third quarter, they stop the clock to move the sticks. Now they'll wind the clock again here, and now they're going to hand the ball off to Klein. Klein going off on that left side. He's going to gain about two on the play, and that will be the final play of the third quarter. So the fourth quarter will determine this one because we're in a tight one. It is 14-12. Shelton has a lead here in Axtell. We're back with the fourth quarter right after this. Larry's Market in Shelton provides you with fresh foods right in your own hometown. Check out the fresh produce and meats. With weekly specials, you will save even more by shopping local. Don't forget, Larry's has movie rentals, party supplies such as balloons, deli trays, and deli sandwiches. Everything you need in Shelton. Why shop anywhere but Larry's Market in Shelton? Best of luck, Bulldogs. Farmers and ranchers are gearing up to get their crops out of the field, and sometimes they have to take the main roads to get there. You've probably gotten stuck behind one of those slow-moving orange triangles a time or two. Well, this fall, the Buffalo County Farm Bureau would like to remind everyone to slow down, be careful, and drive safely. These men and women are planting food for our tables. So next time you get stuck behind a farmer on the way to the field, just give him or her a wave. It's just food in progress. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Well, we want to remind you that the internet streaming of all of our high school games on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com is brought to you by Barney Insurance in Kearney, Holdridge, Lexington, and in Lincoln. And uh, on our family of stations on KXPN right now, Kearney Catholic has a 36-34 lead in Mitchell. That game is over on KXPN. And on the breeze, 94.5, it's halftime where Nebraska has a 21-3 lead in Champaign, Illinois. So after rolling the dice a little bit and going for it on fourth down in their own territory, it's first and uh, excuse me, second and about six here for Axtell. Pitch out here for bomb for Gomez, and Gomez is going to be drug out of bounds. He uh, was trying to put that foot down, but Marcus Lobber drug that foot out of bounds just short of the 35-yard line, and that's where they'll spot it. So that's going to make it now third and about two and a half. Once again, good job by these Shelton backers. Uh, not allowing Gomez to get to the edge. They're playing sideline to sideline, and that's exactly what they need to do to eliminate the big play. So third and two, two tight ends, eye formation, hand off to Gomez. Gomez has a seam right up the middle. He hits it hard, has it across the midfield, and is going to be just short of the 35-yard line. So that'll be a gain of six, uh, we'll call it right at 10 yards. Well, I don't know if the Shelton Bulldogs were faked out there, but I certainly was faked uh, by that good uh, play action. I guess it's not a play action, but the... uh, Fake trap play, giving it straight to Gomez up the middle. So just a quick hitter. That was a very quick play. And now they'll hand it off to Klein, who's in the eye. And Klein will go off on the left side. He's going to gain three. And again, Kring doing his work. You know, just a fullback. Sure, I'm going to get a handoff from time to time. I'm going to run hard when I get it. Here he drives a couple of guys back and helps his uh, eye back. Uh, Jared Klein gain four on the play. Axtell really rotating backs. This is where uh, their depth comes into play. 
Well, it had been, it appeared, Shelton that was wearing down the Wildcats. But now the Wildcats return the favor as they hand off here to Bombeck. Bombeck loses the football. It's loose on the ground, and it's going to be covered by the Bulldogs. Bombeck had it, got hit, lost the football, and pulling it up is right at about the 24-yard line. So Gomez gained nine on the play but lost the football in the process. Yeah, great blocking upfield. Unfortunately, Gomez just runs into one of his blockers, and he, he does carry the ball loosely. We saw him in the Pleasanton game we called a few weeks uh, prior to this lose a couple of fumbles. That's the first fumble we've seen. Uh, they'll go the well, other way. Well, he ran into his blocker because Remington Wright stuffed the blocker right back into the running back Gomez. So first and ten, handoff to Wright. Wright running hard, and he's going to gain about two and then push the pile forward for maybe another yard. We'll call that a gain of three here for Sterling Wright. And again, it seems the more he carries the football, and he's carried it 12 times here in the second half compared to five in the first half, and one of those was on fourth down as a punter. They really have relied on him here in the second half, and he's got some running game going. Whatever fatigue there was between both teams is now gone. Both teams fired up here in this fourth quarter. 14-12, Shelton with the lead and the football. It's 14-12, and they lose the football on the exchange, and the Wildcats are going to fall on it. They had a problem with the exchange there as they handed it off to their running back, and Wright couldn't reel it in, and pouncing on the football here is Jared Klein getting the ball right back. Loss of about 10 yards on the exchange, but the Wildcats will take it. Yeah, fumble and then fumble. Bang, bang plays here. Axtell's really got to be excited that they get a second chance here, down two uh, in this fourth quarter. So an opportunity here for the Wildcats, who need to get something going. They need to get that momentum. Plenty of time here. We've got ten and a half to go. Whatever Axtell does, Shelton's going to have more than enough time to answer. Hand off to Bombeck right up the middle after the fumble last time. He's securing the football now, running out there, and he's going to be pulled down after forward progress brings him down to about the 21-yard line. That's a gain of seven. Just an explosive back. Gomez getting a lot of runs here late. Uh, sometimes you see you know, your back's trail off towards the end, but no, uh, all these Axtell backs are really firing on all cylinders when they're getting this ball. It really seems like uh, the more you get handed the football, and it, this is true of both teams, the more you really run hard. Fake the handoff. They're going to throw the football. They've got a man out there, and it goes off for Tran's hands and incomplete. Marsh had a good throw there, but Tran just couldn't reel it in, and it does fall incomplete. Yeah, just unfortunate here for these Wildcats. They've had some open receivers, um, but just just not connecting um, as that one came out of the hands of Lane Bertrand. Well, it was a well-thrown ball, and it's going to make it now third and about three and a half. Good time for that pass, too, by the way. He's still got time here. Hand off to Klein right up the middle, and Klein, he's going to stretch out that big frame, and he's going to be just short of the first down. We're going to write down three in the book here for uh, how many yards he ran there, and it's going to set up now fourth and about three-quarters of a yard. Axtell really got to be appreciative of the fact that their line is consistently getting a good push. The Shelton Bulldog team, every now and then will get a good push, but Axtell uh, really pushing forward on the front five. Pistol formation, Klein and uh, Kring, the running backs, and Kring's going to have it. Good hard run right up the middle. He has uh, tackled there by Gomez, and it's going to depend on the spot. That is awfully close. I think they might have to bring out the chains. Yeah, they're going to blow the whistle and bring the chains out. I think Klein got enough, but Gomez went in there and took out his legs, and there was no yards after contact. A great block there, and they're going to stretch the chains, and Shelton's defense is going to hold. Well, I nearly said Gomez saved a touchdown there, but as a matter of fact, he saved a first down as well. 
So hats off to uh, the Shelton Bulldog defense uh, being very resilient and not allowing a fourth and short to uh, be converted. And again, for Gomez, that was a brilliant tackle. Gomez, just a freshman. Uh, you said earlier, whoever taught this kid how to tackle, hats off to them because he has been making some great open field tackles in this ballgame. Oh, he's a real quick learner. You know, picking that up as a freshman, he's a real quick learner. In any event, uh, he is a good and very promising football player. And we've got a timeout. They're taking a timeout here. And, of course, our uh, timeouts brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney, taking care of you since 94, located where you need us, specializing in you, ENT Physicians of Kearney. 9-19 to go, fourth quarter, 14-12. to Shelton with the lead. They've got it first and 10 of their own 18 when we come back after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that, girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing, certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back here to our broadcast booth brought to you by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road here in Axdell bringing you the play-by-play. And Carney Towing and Repair is on the road bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-duty towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair. When you need us, we'll be there. First and ten. Hand off on that left side for right. Right runs through one tackle and is going to be forced out of bounds after a gain of about six on the play. Wow, heck of a play there. Uh, by the Axel Wildcat defense. Now, they really eliminated what could have been a big play as uh, Wright was, seemed like he had the uh, edge uh, to get some extra yards. He didn't get a good spot there. And, again, that was on that sideline, so the official were a lot closer to it than we were. I thought he had an extra yard there. That's only a gain of about five. So we'll call it second and It's actually kind of a long five at that. Two tight ends, eye formation, handoff right up the middle. That's Bombeck. Bombeck is going to gain about one on the play, and that's it. Swallowed up there uh, by that good Axtell front three. Uh, I believe Colton Trampy was in on that play, getting a good push. He's been all over the field most of tonight. And again, a reminder, in-net streaming of all of our high school games on Platte River Radio Group of Stations and at PlatteRiverPreps.com, brought to you by Barney Insurance, Carney Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. It is, uh, by the way, uh, PlatteRiverPreps.com is a great website for photographs and a whole lot more as well. So two tight ends, eye formation, handoff. And then dancing around here is going to be Wright, and Wright's going to be stood up. Good double team on the tackle there between Marsh and Klein, and uh, just nowhere to go for the running back. Yeah, that time it was the uh, Remington Wright, actually, yeah. instead of Sterling Wright. Uh, Sterling just getting a breather there off the sideline. He's been all over the field, though, as well. Great, great runs here so far in the second half, so... Uh, Good to see him getting a breather because he might be touching the ball plenty more tonight. Well, Sterling Wright will be in punt formation. It's fourth and about a yard and a half, and there's nobody back to receive the punt here for Axtell. And they'll have a high kick, and uh, Shelton's just waiting for it to come down. It's bouncing, going forward a little bit. It's going to be inside the 20-yard line, down to about the 18, and that's just respect of not making darn sure that Sterling Wright punts the football instead of running with the football. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to... uh have less numbers on the field when Wright's got the ball because he will make you pay like he did early uh, in the first quarter with that 47-yard run uh, back as the punter. 
So 7.51 to go here, and Axdell, who has had some success here uh, in the second half running the football, even though they have not scored any points, this time they're going to spread the field as they're going to go out of the pistol formation, one back here for Marsh, and he's going to hand it off, and the ball's on the ground. There's a fumble as he gets through there, and it's going to be picked up by Shelton. Wow, so what a turn of events here. Shelton completely flipping field position after they punt it, and then Axtell gives it right back up. I think it was number 20, Bombeck, that ended up falling on it after it was fumbled there. So they spread things out, actually had what was a, a pretty good look at it. They get the ball out to about the 24-yard line, but Axtell with the turnover, and Shelton now with a two-point lead and a football with 7.45 to go. Right in the eye. They're going to hand the ball off to him. He tries to get to the outside. He breaks a couple of tackles, and finishing up the task there is going to be Tyler Danberg. Well, you, you had Marsh in there. You had Kring in there. And, again, they, they changed the play, and then Danberg will clean it up, and there'll be no gain on the play, even though that was a pretty good run there by Wright, breaking two tackles. Yeah, not going to gain many yards, but hats off to Wright because he eluded two tacklers, nearly eluded a third, which, you know, that could have been six off the backside as he was cutting across the grain. So that was Sterling Wright's 20th carry of the game. He had five in the first half. And he'll get another handoff here. He cuts back, and there's no room to run there at all. So this he Ax was swallowed up by the middle of the line. This Axtell defense was playing good, good D this entire night. It's continuing to play good D here after they lost the fumble. Jared Klein was the first one there. Colton Trampy helped close the door as well. No gain on the play there for Sterling Wright. So two rushes, no yards here so far in this series after the fumble. So Shelton right now having the door slammed on him here by the Wildcats, who need to make a defensive stop. They already trail it 14-12, to 12, does Axtell. Shelton trying to add to the lead, and they're going to fake the handoff. Looking to throw here is going to be Lobber. Lobber lobs it on that far side, and it's going to be incomplete. And uh, a little bit of fortunate there because feet kind of started getting tangled up, and you just kind of worry, good coverage, don't get the pass interference. And Jarrett Bertrand was able to keep his balance enough to not commit a pass interference there, and it falls incomplete. Yeah, it's one of those cases where, you know, if one or the other of the uh, receivers or defensive back wasn't looking at the ball, that flag would have been thrown instantly. But both the receiver and the defensive back were trying to get get their eye on the ball, trying to get to the ball. Uh, that's a good, good... Uh, and making a play on it for Bertrand. And again, he kind of lost his footing. And a lot of times when there's any contact there, you get the flag thrown on the defense. So Bertrand did a nice job here. Fourth down and ten. Looking to pass here is Lobber. Lobber throws on the left side. It's a little bit too high. It falls incomplete. And so after the fumble, a four and out with no yards gained. So right now, Axtell gets the ball right back where they turned it over. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about both teams having a bend-but-don't-break uh, sort of mentality coming into this game. But, you know, Axtell's not even bending right now. Uh, they're really excited to have this ball back. Uh, down two with only 6.21 remaining. Only points in the second half belong to Shelton. They got a touchdown and then a two-point conversion to take a two-point lead. And now Axtell trying to take the lead back. Handoff right up the middle to Bombeck. Just a quick power play right up the middle. He brings it across the 25-yard line out to about the 27, a gain of four. So I believe Remington Wright may have been in there on that tackle. He's their middle linebacker for Shelton. These Shelton linebackers doing a good job. The outside linebacker is not allowing much to get wide. Uh, and then Remington right in the middle, really stuffing 
uh, all the inside run. Inside is six minutes to go here, fourth quarter in a 14-12 game. Cats down by two, running hard and running over people as Creighton Kring going right up the middle, and that's awfully close to a first down as Kring just going right off. I can't say over tackle, but the, the 11-man football player in me wants to say that, but that's essentially what it was, just going right over, right over the top of that guard. Yeah, Kring, 6'4", 170 pounds, really uses all of his body, um, runs low to the ground, uh, and always seems to gain extra yards after contact. He does a good job of running behind those shoulder pads. In fact, you've seen that from a lot of these guys, including you know, the, the speeding Gomez. He still runs behind those pads as well. Kring will be in the eye. His fullback here is Klein, and they fake the handoff to both of those guys. They're looking to throw the ball, and they had a man. It's incomplete, and it's a late flag, but it's the right flag. As Tyler Danberg was being slowed down, he was held, and that's going to be a uh, penalty here. And there'll be a defensive hold on Shelton. The hold actually came before the ball was thrown, but it stopped Danberg from the opportunity to get to that ball. And so Shelton called for the infraction here, the hold, and it'll be first and 10 here for Axtell. Uh, Jesus Gomez, who's been uh, making a lot of tackles, a freshman for Shelton, uh, unfortunate there because, you know, that's one of those things your defensive back coach will actually kind of tell you to do. You do want to disrupt those route runs. That's, Just unfortunate the ball was thrown when uh, he was doing it. That's uh, better than getting burned. So it'll be first and 10 here. And keeping it is Bertrand at quarterback. Bertrand makes one man miss. He makes another man miss. Down the sideline. In for the touchdown. And I misspoke. That was number 18, Jake Marsh. Marsh was able to dance down that sideline and take it in for a 36-yard touchdown. What a play by Jake Marsh making one man miss here on this near side. It was a slow-developing play, but Marsh just does an excellent job of making the blitzing backer miss, and he's gone off to the races. He needs to pull down that number 18 jersey because the front of it looks like uh, number 10, and when he turned the corner, there was the 8 because they actually had, uh, well, in any event, a great run there by Marsh. And that puts Axtell back on top. They run the little counter. They got a man up the middle. And diving in is Creighton Kring for the two-point conversion. So with that two-point conversion, now a six-point lead here for Axtell. Jake Marsh with a 36-yard run for a five-point spank touchdown. And then the two-yard, well, the three-yard run right up the middle uh, by uh, Creighton for the two-point conversion. And a six-point lead here for Axtell with 5.15 to go. Here in the fourth quarter, we'll take a timeout. We're back to Axtell right after this. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Well, Jake Marsh has had uh, his hand in all three touchdowns here for Axtell. He threw one, and now he's run in for two touchdowns. One was a quarterback sneak. That one from 36 yards with a little bit more dramatic. And it, uh, with the two-point conversion by Klein, is able to give Axtell now a 20-14 to lead with 5.13 to go. Now coming up to kick it off here is going to be Danberg. Danberg with a little squibber. It's open. It's in the field. And it's picked up by Axtell. It bounced around. It took a great bounce. And pouncing on it is Brayton Gomez. Wow, wow, wow. That's all I can say. Great, great kick by Tyler Danberg. 
gets to the spot that the speedy Gomez can get to, and really only Gomez could get to it. Bombeck was tracking over to the sideline to try getting to it, uh, but just too little too late as Gomez pounces on the ball. So after taking the 20-14 to 14 lead, Axtell gets the ball back with a little squib slash onside kick, and it was done perfectly by Tyler Danberg. And now I formation here for Axtell, trying to throw a knockout punch potentially. Handoff right up the hill, middle. Quick hitter by Klein, and Klein is going to take it down to the 15-yard line, gain of seven. Boy, these Axtell Wildcats are fired up right now. Shelton really needs to match the intensity, uh, trailing six points to uh, to the Wildcats here with less than five minutes remaining in this fourth quarter. Well, it's kind of snowballing on them a little bit. It's snowballing on the uh, the, the Bulldogs here. they got to stiffen their backs. They have, uh, they're still within striking range, but not if they give up a touchdown. Handoff right up the middle. There's going to be a flag thrown down to the five-yard line going right up the middle is Creighton Kring. But when and where that flag was thrown, that looks like a hold. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is by the call by the white hat. It's one of those cases where, you know, you love to see that run, uh, but the run really only able to be such a good run because of that hold. So that's going to put a little damper in this Axtell Wildcat drive. Well, that's a spot foul, so they'll back him up 10 yards from there, and it was upfield a little bit, so it's going to set up now uh, second and about 12 here for the Wildcats. Axdell, after taking the lead, get an onside kick, lead it 20-14 to 14 with 4.37 to go. They wind the clock, and they're going to go with the pistol formation, and hands on hip, milking the clock here a little bit is going to be Jake Marsh as they're in the pistol, running back off of either shoulder. That's going to be Kring and Klein. And they're going to hand the ball up. No, they're going to pull it out. Marsh is going to go off to that left side. As he had the option there, took it out of one running back's belly and then went behind him. And he'll be down at about the 20-yard line. So that'll be a gain of about five on the play for Jake Marsh. Tell you what, the backfield for the Wildcats need to be careful. Time that one about perfect, but it seems like a couple. They're, both their running backs are leaving just a smidge too early. Almost could be called for a uh, false start. Danberg brings the play in from the sideline. Gives that information to his uh, quarterback, Jake Marsh, who will be in the pistol. And again, we'll have Klein and Kring behind him. Little counter play. Now they're looking to throw. They got a man wide open. Denver got the catch at the five. In for the touchdown. So the Wildcats now able to hold on to the ball. We've seen plenty of open receivers all night, but they've been dropping it. Uh, but that'll be Tyler Danberg, the uh, quarterback, backup quarterback, uh, receiving that catch for a touchdown. That is his second touchdown reception of the game, which means Jake Marsh is second touchdown throw of the contest. That makes it now 26-14. to 14. And again, the Wildcats will go for two here as they have struck lightning here in the last couple of minutes. Bad snap on the two-point conversion, just trying to pick it up off the ground and get something to happen is Jake Marsh. And Marsh doesn't want to go down, but he didn't make any yards either. So the try for two is no good, thwarted by the bad snap. And with 3.43 to go after a five-points bank touchdown in the air, the Wildcats have a 26-14 lead with 3.43 to go here in the fourth quarter. And they'll kick it off when we come back after this. When DuPont Pioneer says they're with you from the word go, what does that mean? It means packing a ton of people power, along with unmatched service and support, into high-performance hybrids. Sure, Pioneer Corn products feature high-performance trade packages, but it's your local team of professionals that helps place the right products in your field. Pioneer, with you from the word go. Your Ag Impact partners are Craig Weegis and Todd Travis. Five Points Bank. 
We're proud our bankers have the ability to take care of customers in the Kearney area. One of our bank's true differences is our bankers have a true Kearney connection, important in providing the best in banking. Our staff is proud they've lived in Kearney for years. Many have been lifelong residents. Having a true Kearney connection means caring and being involved in the community and committed to making banking work for the people of Kearney. Bank with Five Points Bank. The better bank. The bank with a true Kearney connection. Good things will happen. Danberg with the kickoff, and instead of onside, he puts it all the way in and now rolling through the end zone for the touchback. So let's recap what has happened here recently for Tyler Danberg. He makes a great catch just a little bit ago, but before he made that great catch for the touchdown, he set it up with a great onside kick, and now next time he kicks, he punches it in the end zone. So a good series there on special teams for Axtell. Gutsy call there, bouncing it, hoping you get the good bounce, and Danberg did it perfectly with the kickoff and uh, recovered by Axtell, and then Danberg makes the catch for the touchdown. That could be a dangerous one. You sometimes see those go out of bounds, but Gomez able to fall on it. Yeah, just inside the sideline. So now down by a couple of scores, Wright's going to scramble, pressure coming, and he will uh, break a couple of tackles. Sterling Wright will be forced out of bounds as he'll be across the uh, 25-yard line, so he's going to gain about 11. Sterling Wright looked like he was going to be hemmed in after getting the football over there, but was able to kind of scramble. He was going off script on that one, but that was a good run there by Sterling Wright. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Jeff Pohl just opted in to get his best athlete the ball as quick as he can, putting him under center there um, as Wright goes off and you know breaks off a 10, 11-yard run. So, again, two touchdowns in a minute and a half here for Axtell, and now they've got a 12-point lead, which they had a 12-point lead earlier, but now not much time for Shelton to come back. Man in motion, that's going to be Sterling Wright. Hard count here for Lobber. Lobber looking to throw. He's going to lob it into traffic. It's going to be intercepted. There is a flag down. It was intercepted. And uh, trying to run through some traffic here is going to be Jake Marsh. Marsh will bring it out to about the 30-yard line. While the ball was in the air and had the flag, and when it was thrown, I didn't see any contact at all, but the officials were right there. Would not be surprised to see this one coming back, but great defense. Yeah, that was a, that was a hold, which knew it had to be defensive there because there certainly wasn't going to be offensive pass interference when the ball hadn't been thrown yet. So it's a uh, But that's also probably why it was intercepted. Shelton, you're keeping keeping this drive alive, keeping their hopes alive. Only 3:21 remaining in the ball game, trailing 12. Uh, but these kids can score quickly, so I wouldn't be surprised this game is not over. Uh, in the slightest. They uh, stopped the clock, obviously, to uh, move it with the penalty there. So that benefits Shelton here again. We're down now, 26-14. to 14, Looking to pass his lobber. Lobber going to be wrestled down. They're still trying to hog time back there. And Tyler Danberg is able to kind of eventually corral him and get the sack. So how about Tyler Danberg getting it done on special teams, offense, and here on defense as well, playing that uh, far end position, uh, able to wrap up... Uh, Marcus Lauber. Uh, and you also know Shelton is going to have to go in the air a lot more here. So right now they're just licking their chops over there for the Wildcats, knowing that uh, the Bulldogs are going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. Under center is going to be Lauber. No back in the backfield as they go with a couple of wingbacks. They fake the pitch. Lauber looking to throw. He's going to air it out deep. It is floating. And diving back to get it is going to be right. And they're going to say right made the catch. Right slid underneath it at the 18-yard line. So from his wingback position, he ran one of those wheel routes, but it was really well covered uh, by Jake Marsh. 
fortunate to have that ball called a catch because it looked like it could have been uh, touched by the ground, but they're going to say, no, they're going to keep that drive alive with uh, Shelton on that great long pass. First catch of the year here for Wright as he slid underneath, and that one wasn't easy. And so out of the uh, pistol here is going to be Lobber. Lobber looking to throw. Throws it over the middle, and it's going to be tipped away. Great coverage downfield by uh, Jarrett Bertrand, and Bertrand was able to slap that one away. Yeah, these XL Wildcat defenders aren't going to be fooled now. They know this pass, these passes are going to be coming. They're locking down on this man-to-man defense and so far doing a good job. So that will stop the clock here with 2.22 to go. Fourth quarter, 12-point lead for Axtell, 26-14. to And so now they're going to spread things out. They're going to have two wide outs to the left, two to the right. No backs in the backfield here for Lobber, who's in the pistol, in the shotgun. And a little bit of pressure coming. He's rolling to his right, and he's going to lob it in the end zone, and it's going to be incomplete. Good coverage there, but he was able to throw it in an area in which only his guy was going to be able to get to it, and trying to run underneath it was Ben Bombeck, and Bombeck couldn't get there. Yeah, Marcus Lobber doing a good job of laying that ball out there where only his guy could catch it, like you said. It was interesting, though. You almost saw him tuck it and run. He did one of those little, uh, he, he you know, moved his shoulder pads forward and then came back and dropped back to pass and laid out a good ball. They're going to need some more good passes like that, though, to uh, have a chance in this one. Braden Gomez was in on the coverage, and basically they threw him open with the where that ball was thrown there by Marcus Lobber. Lobner on third and ten. Pressure coming. Steps up. Going to be grabbed. Going to throw, and it's going to be incomplete. How did he even get that off? He was being reeled in there by Tyler Danberg, and then was starting to get help here from Colton Trampy. He got it off, but it is incomplete. Yeah, that might be one of the most impressive plays of the night, and you don't normally say that on an incomplete ball, but he you know, stops the clock with that incomplete pass. Uh, Shelton Bulldogs really need that here. They have a long way to go and not much time to get there. This is one of those big plays. It's fourth and ten. They don't get a first down here. They're not going to have enough time to get back into this one. But even if they do get it, they got a lot of work to do. But here it is, fourth and ten from the 19-yard line. Now the shotgun is going to be lobber. They put a man in motion. Low snap. They blitz. They throw the screen incomplete. They throw it a little bit low intended for Sterling Wright, and it is incomplete with the blitz. They didn't even have time to get off a screen pass. No, and if Wright could have corralled that ball, could have caught that ball, he may have had space to make something happen. But, no, those Axel Wildcat defenders pinned their ears back and really were barreling down on Marcus Lauber. That was a aggressive defensive play, knowing if we make it, we probably will be able to run out the clock. 2.05 to go. Down by two scores is Shelton. They've got to be reaching and stripping at the football here, uh, stepping in under center. Will be Marsh. Marsh hands off to Bombeck. Bombeck going right up the middle, just running behind the guard there on the right side. And uh, not much room to go there for Gomez as he gains about two, but that keeps the clock moving. Yeah, well, the Wildcats really just want to chew away some clock. They'd love to get a first down, though, uh, you know, to, to not go a three and out here. Uh, but, yeah, they're going to just love those three, four-yard runs. Well, you had the early momentum for Axtell, and then in the middle part of the game, Shelton grabbed it, and then two touchdowns in the span of 90 seconds here for uh, Axtell. And just look at Marsh there, hands on hip, milking the clock until he sees the guy downfield start uh, counting down the final few seconds now he'll start in earnest here and they'll run a little cross buck action handoff right up the middle Creighton Kring makes one man miss dives forward and is going to be awfully close to that first down marker just short of the 30 yard line that's a gain of eight 
Yeah, Creighton Kring is going to need probably an ice bath after tonight because he's been running really physically all night, been doing a good job, um, but, but just a little banged up as he comes off the field. And that is enough for a first down, so they will move the sticks, and the folks from Axtell will do it as quick as they can, but now they got it tied up. They are going to wind the clock here, even though the sticks aren't completely set. But they do wind the clock as they're reasonably close and ready to go. Be first and ten here, and when they snap the ball, there will only be about 50 seconds to go here in the game. I really think Shelton is just kind of conceding the point. I don't think you'll see Neal down here just yet, but Marsh is waiting until they're counting down the final seconds of the play clock here, and then they're going to hand the ball off to Gomez. Gomez up the middle and has a seam, has it at the 40, and you're not going to catch the defending state champion in the 100 as he's going to take it the length of the house. 51 yards on a quick little counter play for Braden Gomez, and that is the exclamation point here for the Wildcats. Yeah, Shelton really selling out. Had almost all eight guys right at the line of scrimmage trying to force something to happen. As soon as Gomez got to the second level, we knew he was gone. A five-points bank touchdown for Braden Gomez from 51 yards away. So now you can uh, go back to your kicking game. So they'll try the kick here. Holding is uh, going to be Klein, and the kick is up, but it is no good for Jake Marsh. Marsh had been perfect coming into tonight, but misses both kick attempts. And so, with 45 seconds to go, Axtell has to be content with a 32-14 to 14 lead, and they'll kick the ball off to Shelton when we come back after this. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Kappa Grain in Elm Creek. Did you know that Kappa has a way for you to save time, money, and get the best prices for your grain and have records of it? With their online offer center powered by DNT Marketspace. See kappagrains.com. Make sure you're getting what you deserve for all your hard work and dedication. Kappa takes great pride in doing what they can to make it easier, faster, and more profitable for you. Best of luck to all the area athletes from Kappa Grains. Danberg with the kickoff. It's a line driver off one of the upbacks, and Leroy Garcia for Shelton able to pounce on it here. Good field position for the uh, Bulldogs. I don't know if that was by design or not, but it reminds me of a scene from The Waterboy, which I won't <laughs> actually say the line in. But in any event, uh, the ball is recovered here by the Bulldogs. But they're trailing it here 32-14, to 14, and they're just going to kneel on it and just wrap this one up. Marcus Lauber takes the snap, kneels on it here for uh, Shelton, and if they take their time getting it set, they won't have to do it anymore. As it is, they're going to have to do it one more time. And Axdell is going to make wholesale substitutions, knowing that Shelton more than likely just going to kneel on it here one more time. And that's going to do it. What a turn of events for uh, Axdell as they score two touchdowns in 90 seconds. And remember, it was kind of predicated after a turnover where they made a big defensive play, gained that momentum back. And uh, what a nice uh, comeback here for uh, Axtell. And Axtell wants to call a timeout. They call a timeout. I don't know how much time will be put back on the clock. But I think uh, the coaching staff for Axtell wanted to sub in a few more players out there. 
So Dean Marsh called the timeout. And I think uh, essentially, unless they decide to tell the press box up here how much time is on the clock, this essentially would just be an untimed down because they're just going to kneel on it one more time. And that's exactly what they do. That was actually moving up front, but the officials aren't going to worry about that. So they kneel one more time, and that is our final score, 32-14. to 14. A good come-from-behind win here for Axdell. They scored the first 12, gave up the next 14, and then they uh, finished with the last 20 points of the ball game. So that middle part for Shelton was pretty good, but Axdell is able to uh, improve their record on the season, picking up their second win of the year. And uh, so Shelton now falls to two and three. Yeah, it was seeming like it might have been one of those cases where uh, how we were here a few weeks ago, uh, Axtell fell to Pleasanton in a hotly contested game. Both teams in that game scored the same amount of touchdowns, but it came down to point after tries. And Axtell was on the short end of the stick there. It seemed like they were on the short end of the stick on the PAT tries as the game was uh, locked at 12 to 14 for much of, uh, for much of the second half. Uh, but Axtell really, really exploded there. As you said, scored two touchdowns in about 90 seconds uh, to, to walk away with this 32-14 to 14 victory. So uh, a good win here for, uh, for Axtell and for, for Shelton. You know, tip your hat to them. They fell behind by 12. They had the uh, big uh, punt run, kind of a fake punt, where they got the big run. And then, uh, again, that touchdown that they scored Late in the second quarter with only four seconds left, gave them some momentum. They were able to take the lead, but then Axtell comes back and wins this one by a final of 32-14. to 14. We're going to step away for just a few moments. When we come back, we'll have the new West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery postgame show coming up. We'll talk with the two head coaches. We come back right after this. The Clipper is happy to sponsor our local teams on the radio. You can also read about this event and all other accomplishments on our Gibbon, Wood River, Shelton, and Centura students in the Clipper. We are proud of our schools and help celebrate success in the pages of the Clipper every week. Subscribe to the Clipper today. Visit clipperpubco.com for more information. Like, follow, and share us on Facebook. We give away free picture downloads from our weekly picture gallery. Our towns, our people. The Clipper. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. The undisputed Midwest yield leader. And welcome back here to Axtell. A nice win here for the Wildcats. You're listening to the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery postgame show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Well, Shelton Sterling Wright certainly held up his end of the bargain, uh, having a a big night tonight. But, uh, again, the uh, Axtell rushing attack, uh, Gomez had the 51-yarder. He's ran for over 120 yards on the night. Creighton Crane had a good night. Jake Marsh got enough done both in the air and on the ground. And Axtell wins this one by a uh, final score of 32-14. to 14. And, and, and Ryan, uh, I, I think both teams can be pretty proud of how hard they played tonight. But obviously a little bit more of a spring in the step if you're wearing purple. Yeah, absolutely. Both teams got to – they can hang their hats on their defense 
you know, most of these scores really only came on big busted plays. Now, defenses really hate to give those up, but when you, majority of the game, you don't give those plays up. You know, it's similar to the Huskers. The Huskers seem to tend to give up big plays. Um, but yeah, both Shelton Bulldogs and the XL Wildcats can hang their hats off on some good ball here tonight. So 201 yards rushing here for Sterling Wright, unofficially uh, for Shelton. Uh, meanwhile, Marcus Lava carried the ball four times for a negative nine yards. Uh, ben Bombeck uh, would have had uh, uh, 23 yards rushing. Daniel Romero, negative six here for Shelton. And Remington Wright with uh, two yards. But again, 201 here for Sterling Wright uh, running the football. But really... That was the, the, the main offense here for Shelton. And by main offense, I mean they got 33 yards in the air uh, on a pass that was caught by Wright. Uh, and, and that's pretty much the entire offense. Yeah, we knew coming into this game, Sterling Wright was really going to play a big part um, for the offensive side of the Shelton. His brother, though, Remington Wright, did an excellent job on the defensive side of things. Seemed to be all over the field. Um, but, you know, both teams can be a pleasure by knowing that they uh, laid it all out on the line. This was, what, like we said, going into the game, it was a pick'em game. Um, Naxell just fortunate to come up on the right end of the stick. Um, you know, you got to think a little bit of that had to play with the fact that um, Axtell could really continue to shuffle in uh, running backs. They had multiple guys, I believe four, five, six guys carrying the ball tonight, whereas on the Shelton side of things, they only had a few ball carriers. Um, and, you know, with such a young roster, Shelton – starting mostly sophomores tonight, um, they have to really be pleased with how well they held up against this, um, you know, veteran-heavy Axtell Wildcat team. So, totaling up the rest of the numbers here, Jared Klein carried the ball nine times for 45 yards. Jake Marsh had six carries for 47. Creighton Kring with 17 carries for 82 yards. Uh, and... Uh, uh, 122 yards here for Braden Gomez on 22 carries, including that 51-yarder just a little bit ago to, to kind of put the exclamation point on the win here for Axtell. And the Wildcats win this one by a final of 32-14. Uh, to 14. And kind enough to join us to uh, talk about it is going to be uh, Dean Marsh, the head football coach here for uh, Axtell. And a uh, hard-fought game here, Coach, because... You know, you, you jump out to the 12-0 lead, and then momentum swung, swung back on that fourth down play where they ran for 47 yards and then got the late touchdown to cut the lead in half right before intermission. And uh, your team kind of gave up the momentum but was able to find a way to fight their way back into it in the third quarter. Yeah, I mean, we just got really lucky there in the third quarter when we fumbled that ball and turned around and got the fumble right back from them. and. Oh, I'm just exhausted. <laughs> no, it's it's good. I mean, the boys all year long, we keep telling them the game's won in the fourth quarter, and they bought into that. Every game we've been in, we've always won the second half, and that's what we got to continue to do the next two games is win the fourth. And it seemed to me that really you got that momentum back with a, a good defensive play. You really hung your hat on your defense tonight. Yeah, yeah, we switched three guys around this week, and, I mean, the, the switch – worked i mean we had a little better pass coverage tonight we had a lot better linebacker play tonight and our defensive ends overall did a great job as well and trampy inside you know for one guy the whole game both ways hats off to him and and he had a big night tonight i mean it just it just seemed like a lot of those big defensive plays we ended up calling his name yeah 
yeah, I mean, there, there were a couple of those third and shorts and fourth and shorts where he grabbed the guy with one arm and was able to stop him from getting to that first yard marker, and it was huge. And uh, Jake Marsh had a real – he didn't throw the ball a lot, but he had some real nice passes, had the two big touchdown passes uh, to, to, to Danberg. And, uh, you know, the first one wasn't an easy play at all, and that was obviously getting that touchdown in the first half was huge for you guys. Yeah, it was. And Tyler and Jake, you know, they both play quarterback, and they can, they're probably our best two hands guys. So, I mean, we can interchange them, put the one at quarterback, the other one in, and back and forth and you know just great kids and you you had that stretch you scored two touchdowns in the span of about 90 seconds uh, and and if you know, I can't exactly call it an onside kick because it went about 15 20 yards downfield but took a perfect bounce and again you have to tip your hat to Dansburg who, who kicked the football and then the hustle to get down and, and, and cover it talk about the decision to do it and then how the execution well, went when I looked at when I looked deep they had their best two runners back deep and I told them we can't go deep I said I want you to Squid kick it right over here by me, and I said, Gomez got one before, maybe can get another one. So that's what we did. Kicked it about 25 yards, and Gomez happened to be there on the bounce and worked just like we planned. I told some of the guys in the press box up here that uh, you couldn't have thrown it out there any better than what Denver kicked it. No, it, it was just perfect timing. It was going to die right at the sideline, and they kind of hesitated, and we didn't. Uh, what do you kind of do to try to keep that momentum going? Because you built that momentum in the first half, you lost it, and then getting it back can be very tough. But once you got it going, how do you keep that going? Well, I just told them we can't. You know, we put the ball on the turf a lot. And I said, we got to hold on to that thing. They're ripping at it. We're letting it shoot loose. And so I just told them, you know, it's ball security. We got to keep ball security, and we got to put the nail in the coffin. And once we went up by two scores, then I felt pretty comfortable. Uh, Gomez uh, had that big 51-yard run, but it, it seemed like whenever there was a big player keeping the drive going, I thought Creighton Kring had a huge night tonight. His numbers aren't as high as what Gomez had, but it, it just seemed like in the first half he was the one that was able to come up with those those runs of six or seven when he had third and, and four. Yeah, and he's done that the last three or four times we've asked it of him. He's, when he runs, he's about two foot off the ground and about eight foot long, and that's <laughs> that's what saves him is he's so low the ground he doesn't get stopped, but he's so long that he gets those yards by moving his feet. Well, you don't often talk about a kid that's 6'4 and say he runs low to the ground, so that's, that can't be an easy task to do. No, he's, he's just a great, great athlete. Let's talk about where you're at now. You're 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 two and four. Have had just a monster schedule, and it doesn't get any easier for you next week when you travel Lawrence Nelson. Nope, it's not going to be easy. I don't know how their game turned out tonight, but I I know it's not going to be easy. It never is. Lawrence Nelson's a hard hitting team. They're smart. Um, you know, I like our momentum. We've got everybody pretty healthy now, which haven't been for the last couple of weeks. So. We're healthy. We picked up a win, and, you know, tonight's the first team we've played all year that wasn't ranked when we played them, and this was one heck of a team. I mean, I, I don't want to play these guys in two years because <laughs> they got a lot of sophomores that are good kids. Yeah, and, again, a, a big night for a couple of those guys, but it's always nice to win at home. Hey, yep. Coach, appreciate the time. Thanks. Dean Marsh, head football coach here at Axtell, as the Wildcats uh, win this one by a uh, final score of 32-14. to 14. We're going to take a quick break. We'll continue and wrap up. Our uh, New West Sports Medicine and North Peak Surgery postgame show. Reminder that all the certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. We'll wrap up our postgame show when we come back to Axtell right after this.
New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Today, more and more people are insuring their homes with us through Auto Owners Insurance. I'm Dave Challey at Barney Insurance. We'll provide low-cost, quality protection, claim service second to none, and if you insure both your home and car through Auto Owners Insurance, you'll qualify for additional premium discounts. Stop by or give us a call at 237-2222. We're Barney Insurance. Time is the true test of endurance. Barney Well, we're going to remind you that coming up here in just a few minutes, we'll have the Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill Friday night scoreboard show. And one of the scores they'll talk about here is Axtell at home with a 32-14 to uh, 14 win over Shelton. And uh, real quick, let's uh, wrap up the scoring that took place here in the game. With 10.07 to go in the first quarter, Jake Marsh hit Tyler Danberg on a seven-yard touchdown pass. The uh, kick was no good. It was 6-0 Axtell. Then Axtell scored with 50 seconds to go before halftime when Jake Marsh with a quarterback keeper, just a quarterback sneak right up the middle. That made it 12 to nothing. And then with no timeouts left, Shelton just handed it off uh, to Sterling Wright on the left side. He was able to find his way through that traffic and down the sideline. 47 yards for the touchdown. That made it 12 to 6 heading into the locker room. And then the uh, opening drive of the second half, Shelton punched in for the touchdown. Ben Bombach from three yards out. The conversion was good by Sterling Wright, the two yard, the uh, three yard run for the two points. That made it 14 to 12. Shelton took the lead with uh, 8.05 to go in the third quarter. And then with 5.13 to go in the fourth, Jake Marsh with a 36 yard run. For the uh, Wildcats, uh, the uh, try for uh, two was uh, no good. Uh, excuse me, the try for two was good. Klein went in for the uh, two-point conversion, and it was in 20 to 14 with uh, 413. Excuse me, 513 to go in the fourth quarter. The onside squib kick and uh, a great run right down the field, picking up was Braden Gomez down the sideline to cover it up. And just a few plays later, again, it was Jake Marsh connecting with Tyler Danberg. Their second time they connected. This time was from 20 yards out on the pass. Uh, The try for two was no good. They made it 26-14 to with 3.43 to go. And then later, Braden Gomez with a 51-yard run. Basically, when they were just trying to run out the clock, he got that big run down the field, 51 yards out. The uh, try for uh, the extra point, the kick was no good. That was 32-14, to 14, and that was your final score in the game. That is our sports wrap-up brought to you by Buffalo County Farm Bureau. Everything you need covered, wrapped up, in one great insurance agent, Buffalo County Farm Bureau in Kearney. We're still totaling up a few numbers here. Randy Bushcutter and, and Ryan Dahlgren with you. And, Ryan, again, it was kind of three separate games in a way. You had the momentum for Axdell early on. And then there was a stretch there where uh, it was a, a great job of uh, running by uh, Sterling Wright for Shelton and uh, kind of controlled things there for the Bulldogs. And then Axtell caught fire midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, you, know, you could tell that uh, Axtell was the home team tonight. They came out really fired up. 
you know, scored the first 12 points. Uh, but Shelton, always a resilient team. And, you know, you give a team a bye week, they have plenty of time to prepare. Uh, and they certainly were prepared. Uh, they came out and, you know, scored right before halftime, gave them a little bit of momentum. I shouldn't even say a little. It gave them plenty of momentum to go into halftime. They had to like their odds. And you know what? They came out and they scored right after halftime. Um, like you said, three separate games, Shelton really, really did have momentum partway through the game. Um, but there was a few notable plays. I remember Colton Trampy uh, really stood up um, the running back, Sterling Wright, for Shelton. Uh, and then that allowed Tyler Danberg to come. Uh, and it, was a, it wasn't a sack. It was a run play. Uh, but it was a run for you know, negative three yards. That really gave Axtell um, a second win, so to speak. Uh, that really helped them propel them uh, to finish this game strong. Uh, and they certainly did that. Uh, you know, you don't want to ever say that there's uh, pity points going on the board, but Shelton was really pretty uh, down in the dumps. They were right up next to the line of scrimmage, and Braden Gomez, uh, he wasn't going to take, take any downs off, uh, and he took it to the house for that last score. Uh, so hats off to both teams, though. Both teams played excellently. It was, you know, we knew this was going to be a close game, um, but, it, you know, it turned out to be more than its money's worth. Well, let's real quickly give you the uh, statistics, and then coming up, and we'll remind you, coming up here in just a few moments, we'll have our Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill Friday night scoreboard show. For Shelton, again, Sterling Wright carried the ball 22 times for 201 yards. Marcus Lobber had four carries for a negative nine yards. 26 yards rushing for Ben Bombeck on 11 carries here in the ball game, and uh, two yards rushing for Remington Wright. So on the ground, 214 yards for Shelton. Uh, one pass completion for Marcus Lauber, one out of 10 in the air for 33 yards. So 247 yards of total offense here for Shelton, who uh, drops their uh, record on the year down to uh, two and three. And I got my sheet in the wrong spot here. They're two and three on the year. And uh, coming up next for them, they'll be taking on uh, Lawrence Nelson uh, next uh, week on the 6th. Uh, as that game will be in Shelton. In fact, both of these two teams, their next opponent will be Lawrence Nelson, as Axtell, now 2-4 and four on the year, will travel to Lawrence Nelson on the 13th. So kind of unusual, both these two teams will be playing Lawrence Nelson next. For Axtell, uh, on the ground, Braden Gomez with that 51-yard rush late in the game, finished with 122 yards on the ground and that touchdown on 22 carries. Uh, and uh, another... Uh, uh, 84 yards here for, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, another 49 yards for Jake Marsh on the ground as he carried the ball seven times for 49 yards. Creighton Kring had 17 carries for 82 yards, and Jared Klein, nine carries for 45 yards. So 295 yards on the ground here for Axtell in the air. Marsh was uh, 6 of 13 for 83 yards and a couple of touchdowns. So a total of 374 yards of total offense for Axtell, who improves their record now to 2-4 and four on the season. As we said, our Friday night scoreboard show is coming up next. Uh, we will get you uh, updated with one, a couple of scores here real quick. Uh, might be one of those games you're interested in, but Nebraska now with about 4.5 to go in the uh, third quarter is leading at Illinois 21 to six and uh, out west uh, game over on our uh, ESPN station. Carney Catholic has the lead against uh, Mitchell, 56 to 37 over on KXPN, and that just turned final just a few moments ago. Last thoughts, Ryan? Well, hats off to both teams. This was a game that we expected to be a close one, and it ended up being a close one. I got to tell you, 
both of these teams got some good athletes looking forward to the future. And, I, you know, there's a lot of season left to play. But Shelton playing a lot of soft. And, again, uh, Coach Barsh said it. In a couple of years, you don't want to be playing Shelton because they're a very young, very talented uh, football team. And, again, Sterling Wright, big night tonight, only a sophomore. And there are some really good players there for Shelton. And, again, hats off for uh, the uh, Axtell Wildcats. Great win here at home. I'm Randy Bushcutter for Ryan Dahlgren uh, and our uh, engineer, Spencer Shield, back in the studios. Thanks for joining us. Good night.